0: Hey Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing real good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Lately, we have gotten lucky, and we've got to work on a uh, project together called LB Live. Yeah, those are actually a lot of fun, man. It, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just—I uh, don't know how many people listening to this will actually have seen one of the LB broadcasts, but they're pretty awesome. It's kind of a 30-minute uh, short, kind of like a podcast. It's basically a podcast, but we
0: have a whole lot more uh, visual aids and some pretty exciting guests. Yeah, really, it's a short form or. Er, yeah, it's a, it's a medium-form interview. It's a very similar because it's got you and I, well, you in the background and myself, but it's, it's a lot different because I do way more preparation for that show than I even do closely you, for this. You do have the notes. I've noticed the notes. Oh, dude, but we've been able to flow real well. I actually uh, heard from a good buddy of ours today, Heath Richardson, who commented on the production value of that show. Sounds like Heath needs to come on this show. Dude, I, I'm working on it, man. We need to get there. But that production value of the show, really, we've got to thank LB, LB Altimeters. They are the man. They are great guys. They've hired us to do that show, but in part of that process, they've invested and helped us invest in a new computer system. So any of the production value we get for Gravity Lab Radio, we get for the LB Live show, is in gracious thankfulness to. Uh, Mads, Mads Larson, Jacob Nielsen, and Stefan. Man, I forget your last name right now, brother. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I can't thank the l and crews uh, enough on what they do. Uh, but Nick, what's your favorite LB altimeter? Man,
1: I really like that Alpha, which is basically the, the military version of the Aries II, just because it's indestructible. Like uh, I don't see a lot of people having to replace the, the wrist mount, the wristband, uh-huh. but I destroy them. I'm on my third one with that same altimeter because do it, doing freestyle, I wear it on the inside of my wrist, so it's getting hit by the guide ring a lot. But the, if you looked at the altimeter itself, the screen itself, when you glance at it, there's not a single scratch on the screen. There are some scratches on the paint on the screen, but the screen itself is is pristine. The, the casing is aluminum, where uh, most of the other uh, altimeters are plastic. So uh, I just can't break the thing.
0: I can't make it look anything different than brand new. You, when we first tested these out for LB, I, would, I, I approached you like, hey, help me test this. And you're like, well, I'm looking for rugged. You should see my screen. And you described how beat up your screen could get. And there's no effing way I would be- believe you, you how bad it was. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. To look at my altimeter, my
1: old, uh, is a Viso Viso 2? Yeah. That uh, it probably had, uh, you know, 1,500 jumps on it, something like that. And still totally functions, but the screen has been roughed up so much that... Uh, I feel like an old person trying to read a newspaper, trying, trying to make sense of what that screen says.
0: It looks like a, back in the day, you, you youngsters don't remember this, but remember watching porn on the cable box, all jagged, you can't barely tell what's going on? No, dude, I came I saw into the boob. game at a better time than you. I saw boob. Yeah, man, I'm old. <laughs> but your altimeter looked that way, dude, and uh, you're probably the toughest person I've seen on an altimeter ever. And yet, I've seen yours. It look, you can see where paint is scratched. That is all, man. But yeah, it looks great. The Ares 2 is the altimeter Nick's talking about. The Alpha. Nick helped us with testing for LMB, final production testing, to get it out to the market. And so he got the military version. But they're very similar. Uh, they're the same device said and done. Mine's just a little bit cooler than yours. Sorry. Yeah. He's got one of the few civilian uh, Alphas actually on the market. Actually, yours, the military product, is super cool because they have a... Uh, I always forget the name of it. I call it the magic wand. Yeah, the infrared wand. Yeah, and a jump master in a military plane can actually go to all the jumpers and say, hey, guys, we're jumping at an offset of 3,000 feet and change everybody's altimeter right there in the plane with his little wand. Mm -hmm. Uh, The echo is something that we're working on right now with LMB, and it's not quite out yet, but it's an audible that we can do the same thing to. Hey, man, you need to have your audible set for six grand and beep, 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 that magic wand will do it. So whether it's a military application, civilian world, uh, and really that... Ares too, started as a military product and they turned it into a civilian product. Yeah, the skydivers
1: were good at beating the shit out of things. So, so they decided they, they they've made something I can't break.
0: It was fun. Uh, uh, what's her name? Young Lady Tasha was in my AFF course this week. Saw my altimeter and she's trying to figure it out and it was loud. So I tapped the body and tapped the metal of the seatbelt. She's like, it's metal. I tap the screen, and I tap my glass, and she says, it's glass. I'm like, yeah, and then I started swimming, and she goes, it's waterproof. I <laughs> felt like I was playing charades, but it is. It's waterproof to, uh, I like think, three feet is what we advertise. We've tested it further and deeper. I say we. I, I get to do some of the testing with LMB, but, man, if you're swooping, you're hitting the pond, or you land at Skydive Spaceland where it's wet all the time, it's a waterproof, not water resistance, waterproof device. So I, I love my Aries too as well. Check out LB Altimeters, you can find them on Facebook, on the Instagrams, give them a holler, check them out, see what you like, uh, the Protract 2, great audible altimeter, they make phenomenal devices, they are a leader in the industry in altimeters, but also in customer service. Tonight we're also bringing you Gravity Lab Radio by Option Studios, I forgot who we talked about, Nick. Option Studios, who is Option Studios, bro? Option Studios, also
1: uh, PullUpCords.com and WinPlates.com, they make uh, all the jerseys that I love to wear. I've got a pretty serious arsenal these days. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I was never a street. Clo- I'm sure I've said this very same thing before, but I was never a street clothes skydiver until uh, until their jerseys. And uh, the jerseys are, are vented on the sides, so they're a little cooler if, if you're a sweaty pig like me. And uh, it doesn't inflate; it doesn't flap as much in freefall. The air actually escapes out through those vents. And uh, the length is great. The collar's great. The cuffs are great. I just really like everything about the way they fit.
0: I'm with you. I went probably 15 plus years without free flying or free flying without a free fly suit. I always wore a suit and and I lost some of that weight. And you saw me on a jump uh, last year where I was just floating like a bitch because my suit's way too baggy on me. So I recently tried free flying and swoop shorts and jerseys. Are you floating like a bitch? I
1: am. (laughs) Try Option Studios jerseys. They will help you to
0: float like less of a bitch. Man, the thing I don't like about T-shirts is they they ride up so easily. Yeah. And having that length of that jersey definitely helped me not float like a bitch. Because it stayed down, it stayed in, didn't blow up over anything. Absolutely love them. Option Studios also takes care of graphic design. If you've ever seen our logo, Gravity Lab Radio logo. Monty is the mad scientist name. I named him Montgomery. Montgomery. Uh, I just watched a TV series, and Monty Montgomery was the name of a uh, bad scientist, bad slash mad scientist. Well, it
1: looks like a fitting name for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Option Studio is also the creator of the flyer for the film
0: festival. Yeah. It's coming up. I haven't given him the uh, graphics that you and I have looked at together yet, because we got to finish locking in some of our sponsors for that uh, prizes, but we will have that locked in and th- that information given to him this week. So check out optionstudios.com, pullupchords.com. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them wherever social media is available. Maybe even MySpace? Is MySpace still a thing? I think it's still a thing, mostly for music. Yeah, that's what I've heard, man, mainly music. Yep, you're not missing anything. Well, guys and gals, tonight marks our 100th episode. I can't believe I have sat in this room with Mr. P for nearly 100 episodes. He's been here for most of them.
1: Ugh, I was thinking about that earlier today, actually. Most of our episodes are about two hours long. Yeah. And they were three plus hours in the beginning, right? Yeah. So that means there are literally hundreds of hours.
0: Of you and I shooting the shit.
1: Well, the hundreds of hours of you talking. A <laughs> couple hours of me talking. <laughs> but that's out there.
0: Man, and uh, to top it off, we spend probably another hour together for the show, for this episode, mm-hmm. because the time before, the time after. So, man, three, four hundred hours together in the last couple years, buddy. I will, I will tell you, Mr. G will be in the room soon. He's out there eating dinner. But, uh, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. I it's thank you, It's been quite the ride. hundred times. Here we go. Guys and gals, enjoy the show. What's up,
1: dogs? You Yo. are live. You know, when,
0: when did that really become part of the show, gentlemen? You actually did it regularly, and at some point, we just said the guy behind the desk needs to start throwing it out there. Yeah, you just randomly started doing it at some point, and I actually want to address that intro right now. Okay, here we are. Oh, yeah. We're changing it. We're changing it. And okay. the thing that I don't like about... I love the
1: intro. I, mean, I, I don't like that you guys are not... You're not gentlemen, and I call you gentlemen anyway. True yeah.
0: story. But the thing that I want to do is I want to start focusing our shift at the very beginning immediately to the guest. So one of my goals at some point became, Justin would say... Gentlemen. And I would say, Mr. P, whoever our guest is, and I would go straight to introduce them. But we've lo- I- I've lost the tracker ability to do that.
1: Yeah, I think we just kind of get lost in what's happening before the show starts. And we just right? catch up with <laughs> what we're
0: what we were doing last minute. Yeah, often someone's
1: in the middle of saying something about their day or week, and then or genitalia yeah sure i was just talking about my <laughs> underpants like 20 seconds ago <laughs> and the giant hole i discovered in
0: them <laughs> so then that leads me to the question because my goal was going to be was going to say justin from now on i want you to start the show with introducing the guest by their name instead of doing the gentleman thing but then i like what you're saying it, it's kind of i mean i we we give it a shot it just might not stick that's all right do you even change the screen from the fucking intro screen yet no, I have not. Did
1: you no, do this? Still,
2: still the there we go. So
1: we have oh, DJ hello, at the everyone. board
2: for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why this
0: no, I'm in charge. He, yeah. He just
2: sat down there and we decided not to kick him out.
0: Well, I'm glad I can see that monitor from over here. This is nice. <laughs> see, it is very useful when is a it? rerun is running the show. Rerun? A rerun. I was going to say retard, but I just Oh, don't you be... decided to be PC at so the last second. might be <laughs> use a very by confusing that. word. <laughs> man so guys and gals if you're listening to this if you're watching facebook live man i gotta thank everybody out there if it wasn't for all of these people we wouldn't be on episode number what 100
2: 100
0: zero zero. does that mean we owe beer I don't Maybe know. that's yeah because you're supposed jump to your do your it it in our underwear. Are, are we going to get pied after this? <laughs> I mean, I think we've done enough with events that we've paid our dues to how much beer we should or shouldn't did, know. Did
1: you get pied after your hundredth jump?
0: I did because now it seems like it's a thousand where it's happening because a hundred jumps is so easy to get to. So I did get pied for my hundredth jump. Um, I saw it coming. You should switch the camera to yourself when you're talking. So I saw it coming <laughs> and everybody was acting suspect. And just as I saw a pie coming in my face, I ducked and hit the guy behind me who was hitting me. Oh, but the thing I. Don't don't like is I always understood the rule. You can't pie until you've been pied. That seems fair. Not that you're eligible. For example, Justin, have you ever been pied? I have not. So Justin, even though he has the numbers, shouldn't pie anybody. And if you pie when you haven't been pied, ooh, man, revenge is a cold-hearted bias Is that when
1: cat food enters the pieing equation? Ooh. Have you pied someone with anything other than shaving
0: cream or whipping cream or pie? A buddy who absolutely hates mustard with mustard and oh. sardines while he was tied to a pole in the middle of winter in indiana but we were nice enough to hose him off while he was still taped to that pole and how Damn, cold was it also? Brutal, it though. wasn't it wasn't horrible it was probably like you know 40 degrees outside. okay when
1: you said tied to a flagpole i immediately thought of the movie <laughs> christmas, story, christmas story where he's
0: got his tongue stuck <laughs> to the flagpole because it's winter time
1: that's my brain went immediately to
0: dead of winter man i uh so yeah we we don't know pie we don't uh get beard is that how that went <laughs> <laughs> we don't know pie. And we <laughs> don't get, no switch that around oh, okay we don't get beard and we don't wait a minute god jesus pie. are you kidding are you serious <laughs> i was not that was not on purpose we don't get pie. we don't know beer okay but uh you Pull know cords up I, you know Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> you know ivy the packer yes ma'am. Surf. <laughs> i caught it I we caught it she has been a huge advocate because it's summertime that we no longer call people for beer we call them for ice cream sandwiches that's a really good idea so if you're a jumper at skydive spaceland and you owe beer you bring ivy brewer a thing of ice cream sandwiches bring the packers ice cream sandwiches katie van lowe's on board alex the glopper's on board so if you owe beer at spaceland take ice cream sandwiches to the packers and dude that's the people you need to make homies if, with
1: if you bring ice cream sandwiches at the big begin- game beginning of the day ask anyone on the ground crew they can show you where the deep freeze is they can keep those things frozen for you I would be sad to walk up on a pile of melted ice cream sandwiches at the end of
0: the day. Mm. Be heartbreaking. I could see some people putting it in the cooler and yeah, in the fridge
1: or the cooler. Yeah, I can see an idiot doing that. So (laughs) there's a bigger freezer if you need it. That's all I'm saying.
0: So we actually started this show, man. Oh God, it it was a while back where you and I sat in that corner.
1: Yep, we. I'm sure we've told the story, but we pre-gamed with sushi. I was good. Had a pre-game discussion at dinner. Both had a full page and a half of notes. And sat down, and I don't think either of us looked at our notes
0: either, like at all the entire time. And it just happened kind of easy. No, it worked out pretty well, and I can't believe here we are, 100 episodes later. Justin, do you remember when you started working on the show?
2: Oh, the first one, Texas first appearance, wasn't it? Texas first appearance. That was when you were here. When I was actually here, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't actually work on it. I'm trying to remember, but it was shortly thereafter. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that long after.
1: I don't know what episode uh, Tex was on, but I bet DJ's probably trying to look that up right now. Dude, so
0: one of the things that it I... was
2: during my AFF course, so it was uh, August two years ago.
0: God. Um, Something like that. So I think it's it was, during Texas' second visit, because Texas' first visit... N- oh, yeah, no. Episode 24. I'm misreading this. Episode 24 was September 21st, 2017. And Maybe it was um, September. And I know the first two couch shot we had, the first time we used the couch for two guests, was Glenn Downing and Chris. Uh, what's that guy Schubert? And that was November 9th, two thousand and seventeen, and it was plus or minus that show because that couch on that was one. brand new. No, yeah, no, you weren't. I was late that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was one where those two sat on the couch. I hit start over here i literally hopped over the desk (laughs) and sat in my spot and said let's go boys it's also the same show O puked all over my toilet actually all in he made it all in
1: is that that's the same show that we saw glenn's butt on the on the show with the
0: flying squirrel man
1: it's a squirrel well it's not
0: a squirrel man squirrel comma man god in my
1: head someone has a tasmanian devil tattooed on their ass cheek if you're that person, will you please remind me and show me your butt cheek?
0: <laughs> please show <laughs> me your butt cheek. So it was somewhere around November. So you've been with us for a year and a half easily. Yep. So, man, we started the show really as, oh, I went to the wrong person. Hold on, i got to find these right buttons. Man, you are not good at this. <laughs> I'm
2: not good at this at all.
0: We uh, we started the show <laughs> I really— I fucked
2: up the buttons last week, but the monitor over there fucked me up. Oh, dude, it
0: definitely, it for you, has got to be—for me, it's not hard to go to this monitor because i'm not used to looking for any of this stuff so the fact Wait, that hey, I'm, I'm when right. does it get hard
1: for you um i'm
0: 45 <laughs> when i go to the doctor and get a pill bro
1: so that's about oh, it man, man. i oh. thought you were gonna say when you go to the doctor and he asks you to turn your head and cough it's the only time you get fondled by a man and at least on.
2: at least two fingers in there before I you oh yeah check, <laughs>
1: check that prostate out how's that thing doing i haven't had to find out yet hmm, <laughs> so, I, I have some rubber gloves in the van I had rubber gloves in my locker, right? Wait, your van? It's
2: next to the ice cream
0: sandwich. <laughs>
2: <space>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a puppy involved, I think, also. So really, we started the show uh, mainly for us. We, we started for us in an agreement. You and yeah, I. Yeah, you know,
1: I don't think I ever got an explanation for you or from you about uh, what makes you want to do a podcast. And I think I just knew you well enough to, to figure that out by, by myself. But let's say that someone doesn't know you as well as I do. Why do you want to do a podcast?
0: It man, part of it was is I want to be Joe Rogan. um I want to be jacked up on t r t no let's uh, give you testosterone, <laughs> testosterone and about twenty years of uh martial arts training. about forty man that guy's getting it now um so really, what he does kind of inspired me and in the fact that he shares a lot of information with a lot of people and he shares uh from a lot of people rather and for me, skydiving is a more and more accessible sport. Years ago, we couldn't get really much of skydiving outside of a website called dropzone.com, which really was also nicknamed by a lot of us as dramazone.com. It's just, it can be a clusterfuck of information. Isn't that just message boards in general? True. Message boards on the internet. Any forum. People will talk shit. Dude, you give somebody a keyboard and a monitor, and they are a badass. So it was really an opportunity to start sharing information, sharing people. It really started off locally only, um, Houstonians, Skydive Spaceland crew, and how many young jumpers, new jumpers, or even experienced guys don't get to know who Nick Lott is, don't get to know who Ben Nelson is. And, and real quick, I'm going to uh, take a second and look at this. Nick Lott, Ben Nelson, Jay Veenendahl, Tommy Miller, Doug Ligner, Steven Angelos, and I can keep going, Marion, Hank, all these people that you don't get to know, we've given them an opportunity to get to know. So started the show mainly for us. We said, and actually you said it first, as long as we continue to have fun, we'll continue to do the show. Oh, I should have quit years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But That's good. I like it. Like
1: 95% of the time.
0: No, dude, you're about 5% ahead of me because it's about 90 for me. Um, but now I really would like to think that we still do it for us. I still think we're all invested and sold. As a matter of fact, when I threatened Justin with the, and I didn't really threaten you, when I told Justin the other week, like, hey man, we've all gotten busy. We might need a new backup uh, producer. He's like, no, 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 no. My schedule's getting cleaned up, bro. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all enjoy it, but I think I enjoy it doing it as much for the people more than myself at this point. How about you guys? I like that it
1: forces me to get out of my comfort zone in, in some ways. I'm really great at getting in my head during conversation, especially if I'm interviewing someone. This happens a lot when it's just me and somebody telling me a private story in a room, that I might get really into my head about what the next question is that I'm going to ask this person, and then I get so caught up worrying that I don't have a question to ask that now I've almost like, I caught myself, I'm not even listening to what this person's saying. I'm just frantically scrambling in my brain for a question, and it gives me a lot of opportunities to just uh, to be engaged in conversation and work through those those stupid parts of my brain that aren't functional at all and uh, it's fun to learn about people and it's fun to kind of hear about other people's perspectives of what skydiving is about you know people that have taken different routes in skydiving than i have and uh, see what everybody likes about it and occasionally when we talk about things that are not skydiving that's also interesting
0: for me it's it's been the same i've definitely it makes you listen better And it makes you engage in the conversation better. You know, like you say, I'm not thinking about the next question, which is hard because we have to catalog this idea. But, um, Justin, I'm curious about you because you have a very different role on the show. Has has it changed your thought process or your life at all?
2: Yeah, I think so. Like both uh, for selfish reasons and also uh, the guests, like selfishly speaking, um, (laughs) most of the time I'm just being able to see my own levels. Uh, (laughs) like at work, usually it's very stressful, um, and very fast paced and there's a lot of shit going on. So it's really nice for me to kind of have that break. Um, and you know, typically it's the end of the week for me, Thursday. Uh, and it's kind of nice to, to get my mind out of being stressed out about fucking everything and all the little bullshit going on. Uh, and all that stuff that doesn't really matter outside of work. Like it's just a fucking job. So it's nice to, to get out of that mindset to where I'm not thinking about it through the weekend. It helps me transition basically. Um, and, and also focus on something else at the same time. Like I enjoy, you know, focusing on the producing aspect of it rather than dealing with schedules and budgets and whiny clients and all the unrealistic expectations. Um, and then, also, I really like hearing uh, people's stories. Uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm learning, for the most part, uh, with the guests that we have, who these people are, and people I've heard of and know of, and know things that they've done, but, you know, how they got there, and, like, their progression, and how they feel about the sport, because I feel like they have a lot to offer, and uh, giving advice, and certain ways to do certain things. Um it's it's pretty eye opening um especially once you start to get to like the personal side of things like uh last week was super fun because i'd I'd never really engaged rabbit in his you know personal life you know we were talking about ubering and all that and like, like we weren't talking about skydiving the whole time. <laughs> it was super fun to to just talk about other shit going on in their lives, you know like um when Donna G was in here about the kids uh, overseas that she helps and all the stuff that she does, I had no clue that she did all that shit. And it's like, wow, what an awesome person! You know, just hearing all that kind of stuff, uh, it really, really touches you and makes you think, like, damn, you know, I need to, <laughs> I need yeah. to step my fucking step game, game up. up. I feel yeah. like a piece of shit because <laughs> all I do is, is uh, you know, design things that pollute the environment pretty much and make plastics and oil and gas and whatnot yeah skydiving's a hard sport if you get too focused on that
1: sort of stuff like you know we jump out of airplanes we're burning jet fuel everything that's made to man- manufacture all the products we use there's a there's a ton of waste so you gotta not be a piece of shit somewhere in your life to be able to to earn skydiving
2: yeah <clears throat>
1: dj yo what do you like about uh, the role that you get to play in this in this show,
0: man? I don't know, but I watch how busy you boys stay over here, and the one thing I haven't done till just now is try to interact with, like I've just been keeping the. Boom! <laughs> Sorry, if, if you guys are listening to this after the fact, it just
1: took him several seconds and several screens to figure out how to point the camera back at himself.
0: I um, uh, I'm I'm just happy that I'm actually trying to keep up and re- remember to change cameras. But now I'm starting to interact with some of the Facebook stuff and trying to share some things like the Don Gina Riser uh, Gymnastics Foundation that Donna Gina talked about. So you can definitely check that out. We'll share that in our Facebook feed if I haven't already, which I don't think I have because I suck at this. Um, I, I definitely just being here for the, what, 15 minutes I've been here, uh, I've always had appreciation for what you boys do over here, but it's definitely crazy what you do.
1: You know what I have actually has helped me keep, like, I feel like our conversations wander a lot yeah. and I think that that's great because we never really come in with a super solid plan. A lot of times the, uh, <laughs> the goal is just to, 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 wander wherever the conversation takes us, right? Yeah, but then sometimes we wander down a road and come back to the oh, what, what were we just talking about? And the, and if I'm doing a good job of keeping tabs open on things that we talked about and brought up, it's usually an easy way to, to backtrack to oh, we were talking about this, and I know because I I left the tab. I don't tab know how open. you can keep so many tabs open at the same time. <laughs> it stresses me out. God, I gotta have those tabs, dude. Have you seen my browser? I'm, yeah, on my computer, I've dude. That. I've got at
0: least like at least twenty tabs open at every any given time. I'm somewhere in between. Like, I I definitely, if you see my desk working during the day, I have like five or six tabs open on here, five or six tabs open on here, and I'm working back and forth between the two screens. And, uh, you know, one is certain things, another, like email interactions, calendar, schedule stuff. Mm -hmm. It just goes back and forth.
1: Some of my tabs are things that I use often, like my email or, you know, the iFly manifest. If I think I'm going to go fly the weather, uh, different things that I use for royalty-free music or, you know, there's a Facebook tab that's that's always there. And then some of it's like, oh, I found this article and I don't have time to read it right now. Or there's this tutorial that I want to watch about this video editing thing and I don't have time or I need to have the program open while I do it, so I'm just going to bookmark. So it's not like all of those tabs, I don't look at all of them every day, but I, I use most of them. But the the tabs here on this computer for for the podcast – like I'm totally
0: divorced from all that shit the moment that the show is over. I don't sort through those tabs. That's all That's all done. I get to look at some of the tabs, and I notice when you're done with the show, there's not much open and not much left. When you're done with the show producing, Nick, I see <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. And for me, I actually I don't care which way y'all do that, but I definitely enjoy going back when Nick's run the computer and click through things going like, oh, these what was going on. This is where your mind might have been if it was different than ours. And then he goes through my yeah. uh, Facebook profile. How many times have you boys left your? You're actually much better at logging out of your Facebook than you are. Now you guys help me with the show. I, I, I am not a yeah, person who fucks with Facebook in general. I wouldn't think that you would be, yeah. so I don't feel threatened.
1: Yeah, if no, I, no one's hacked into my. If you want, to call, no one's posted on my behalf in a handful of years now, which I really appreciate. <laughs>
0: there went the video room. <laughs> no, I still don't think anyone's going to do it. No. I um I, I if I walk into manifest and you left your email or excuse me your Facebook logged in I'm just gonna log out. Yeah, because you. you're a fucking adult. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I definitely think like oh it would be so funny to do this. Nope, because I don't know if your mother's looking. I don't know. I just it's just if you want to throw that out there you can. Yeah, I, that, was, that shit was super funny when I was sixteen. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> your question was what my my part or my role in this, and you know me well enough now, and with what I do with the rating center. What I do with events, what I do with with helping my friends, facilitating is something that I really like. I like to help others. I like to put things together. Um, I'm not a skydiving organizer, but I'm an organizer. I like to put things together and help facilitate ideas. Uh, you see it all the time at work. And when it comes to the show, I my hey I, i'm on the i just you nailed it dude yes <laughs> you're on there i um my my i see my role as that facilitator you know i i try to get you to engage more and more on the show and you've done so dude you're such a great yeah guy
1: i well. signed up for that
0: job yes you did that you're doing right now yes the did. the awkward guy who just sits behind the
1: desk and doesn't say anything and pushes buttons and you brings up the visual aid i thought that was my job
0: and it's not man i gotta be over here i gotta pretend to be interesting it's terrible. During that first pre show. Yeah, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> during the first, man, if you're watching this, you're going to get a freaking seizure from watching me flip through those screens like this. <laughs> um, during our first pre show dinner, one of the things you said is, hey, if we keep doing this, I want to be your young Jamie, which is Rogan's producer who talks like twice a show. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, that's on Vimeo. or Yeah, yeah there
1: know. are lots of shows where he didn't talk at all. For, like, I feel like the last, uh, maybe the last 20 or 30 episodes, he's been chiming in a little more regular. But uh, when I agreed to it, you'd never heard from Jamie. And that's what I thought I was signing up for. I was a button pusher.
0: A hundred percent. I agree. That's what you signed up for. And I think I let it roll for about two or three episodes before I started saying, hey, Nick, I want you to speak up more. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And eventually <laughs> you trained Justin up. And when you trained Justin up, you said... I don't think I trained Justin. I think Justin intuitively knew how. He watched you, is what happened, for two episodes. Yeah. And then you said, hey, Justin... I'm gonna let you run it. I'm gonna sit next to you. How do you feel, like Justin? Like I think I got it. You said good. Then I'm just gonna sit on the couch instead. So, Justin, don't thank you for making that work. You're welcome. You did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's been that facilitation. Like, dude, how, I, I don't know how many people I've had thank uh, thank me or thank really, they thank us because they, they can only speak to me at times. But for some of the guests we've had on the show, Tom Noonan sharing the Everest expedition. That, Why would we not have had Tom Noonan? <laughs> Why would do?
2: I do?
1: I do like some of the inside jokes that have come from the show, too. That's pretty fun.
0: It's it's a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. And another thing I've really come to like about the show is is, for me, I'm more socially awkward than most people realize, because I have a very extroverted personality, I very quickly turn introverted because I need, like, man, I, I spend a lot of energy, a lot. And I need to shift down. I need not to talk to people. I, I need to isolate. There's times I come in the video room not to talk to you, just to sit in a corner because I know I can hide in the video room. Um, I love hanging out in the loft because nobody finds me there. Nobody looks for me. Man, I should have not told my secrets.
2: <laughs> You're giving it all away.
0: Yeah, man. Um, But the show definitely makes me engage with strangers more. And I told you earlier I wanted to like bring up an, another buddy's name, Dave, David. And, I got a David, I wish – it's with a B. I wish I could remember your last name. But Dave sent me an email this week that uh, just thanked me for some ideas, talked about, like, hey, man, I saw the Fly With Pride shirts. Love them. Uh, I'm going to buy one for me and my wife. By the way, guys, controltower.io, buy your Fly With Pride shirts. You can check them out. They're wonderful, Triblin. they're awesome. Commercial. Um, but David said – it's cool to actually get to know people through a podcast. I feel like I'm really making friends, and, and and the truth is is we've done the same thing. I feel like I know exactly who Joe Rogan is. I feel like I know Brendan Shaw. There's a few guys on podcasts that I really have gotten to know. Um, the thing that's different about Gravity Lab is how many people have we met in the real world? How often, Nick, do you actually have somebody walk up to you and say they're a fan of the show? Yeah, it happens. It happens more often than it used to, I suppose. How often do you hear Jackson Brockwell quote the damn show? Yeah, that happens also. Every day. <laughs> Every day, Jacko. Every day. Um, so it's it's cool because I can name a lot of people. John Paz is a fan of the show. He came up, he introduced himself to me. Hey, I'm a fan. And I've gotten to know the guy and stay in touch with him because of it. David, I've gotten to stay in touch with as well. And I, I can't remember. Uh, Joel Brooks actually met him through the show. And Joel has turned into a good buddy. Joel, you know Joel. Yeah. Joel is mm. our Scotch I think that
2: was, that was the first person I met in real life that was like, "Oh, I recognize your voice. <laughs> You're that guy. <laughs> I think maybe Safety Day. Yeah, was, Safety yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> So for me, it's it's been cool to, to make friends and for me to force interactions with strangers that I'm not as good at as people might want to think I am. If you think I'm rude when I don't know you, it's because I just, I'm more awkward than you realize. And
2: this show has helped me
0: get through that a little bit better.
2: So, I relate to that a lot. I'm super introverted and always in my head and classic like engineer mindset where I don't really want to talk to anyone unless I have something very meaningful to say. And I feel like it's helped me a lot uh with with coaching and students and just interacting with people in general um to just sit here and like shoot the shit with somebody and uh engage people I don't necessarily know that well.
1: Yeah, I think it's helpful. I mean, it's just general people skills and conversation skills that we are not really forced to practice, but that we get to practice. But I'm—I I think I would say I'm pretty similar in the introverted aspect of. Uh, and if you approach me in real life and expect me to be the person that I am on the show, sometimes you're not going to find that person at work all the time. I'm not going to be that person. Oh, hell so, no! <laughs> so don't don't take personal offense when you come up to me and I'm. You know, covered in sweat from a workout or from packing a parachute or from something else. And I'm not super into having a conversation just then. Sorry. Yeah, I don't
2: think we ever said like two words to each other yeah, until for a long we started time. doing the show. Yeah, yeah, for
1: a long time. But that's just, yeah. when you put two introverted people together and exactly. no one wants yeah. to break the ice, yeah, that's what you <laughs> get.
0: I recently had a guy talk to me about how he doesn't, like, I don't know if I've crossed you. I don't know if I did something wrong to you. I don't feel, I feel like you have animosity towards me. And, and I was like, man, I just, I don't have any feelings for you. I don't know you. Um, I don't hate you. I don't dislike you. I don't have a problem with you. I just, I just don't know you. Don't make my issues
1: or don't make your issues about me. All right. Don't <laughs> yes. no, speak in English.
0: <laughs> Dad? Mom? No, mom. Dad is the white guy, right? <laughs> did you, Well, you've heard him talk
1: about, you know, that he's half Japanese. If you uh, don't know DJ in real life, he kind of looks like a white guy. And if kinda. you don't know, now you know him, <laughs> <laughs> But his mother is Japanese, his I, dad's a white guy. Yes. And in my head, it was always <laughs> flipped that I thought his dad was Japanese. I knew his dad was a Marine, so I thought dad was like this super disciplined, like you know, Japanese discipline on top of Marine discipline. Like a Marine samurai. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> In my head this whole time. And then he was like, yeah, Dad's this white, blah, blah, blah. And it totally fucked my world up. About
0: how I imagined your childhood. No, dad's super honky, man. Dad's as white as they get. Mr. Rogers, like he, he looks like he could be related to Mr. Rogers. I thought
1: he'd be Mr. Marvin. That's weird.
0: <laughs> Are you adopted? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> I forget what we were talking about. Oh, about you have a Chinese mom. A Chinese, Japanese. <laughs> they all really are the same thing. <laughs> so tonight's episode really is been a, a chore. So one of the hardest parts of running the show, and if anybody were to ask me what is the hardest part about hosting a podcast, I'm going to start with Justin. What would your answer be?
2: Um, I would say making sure the the audio's good, making sure, well, in a traditional podcast, I guess you don't really have to worry about video, but... The production aspect of it like the pre and post and especially now that we're you know or you are stitching in the the beginning parts with the ads and the the music and all that uh having to do all that that post-production stuff
0: Man, that post really is 10 times easier than the job you have. I engineered this whole thing, and I know how hard it is. And then I sit here and execute it. And if you're watching tonight, you know it's DJ running the boards because it's a shit show of a production. <laughs> Justin, you absolutely fucking crush it. Nick, you do as well when you do it. Nick, for you, what's the hardest part of the show? Uh, for me, I think the... Well, for for the show overall, I
1: think a hard part is finding guests, and I'm really glad that you always take the the driver's seat with that. That you know, Houston you know, Spaceland, is a is a pretty big place in the way of of drop zones, but it doesn't mean that we have an infinite supply of of people who are not. I don't want to say worth talking to, but people that can you know tell a story, people that can be interesting, people that can be engaging, people that have. Uh, you know, something unique to offer that that not every scout ever does. And I get that every every person has a story, but sometimes it's just hard to find those people and connect with them of like the ninety percenters.
2: Ninety percenters. <laughs> well you're we talking about like having fun ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but um but someone like Billy Whitaker is like a super obvious person that I'm excited to have on the show. But um he's got a really unique story he's going to be someone who's super super fun and interesting to talk to but there are a number of guests that we've had on multiple times just because sometimes we have a you know we want to do the show ever so regularly usually once a week sometimes we just don't have anybody on the radar so I would say that's a struggle that the show has that's usually on your plate for for me in, in my seat I think I sometimes struggle with knowing when to interrupt a conversation. Like when you have a good flow going with a guest yeah. and I have a question and it's like, Hey, my question might add to this conversation or I might just totally derail it. And someone listening might be like, why the fuck is this idiot talking again? <laughs> so I, I try and only interrupt if I have a good question or a stupid pun to say, then I might interrupt for that.
0: Punny. Very punny. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but... Uh, I feel like I have the easiest job on a norm when, when all three of us are here, I think I have the easiest role because I just show up and it's like, – I kind of feel like I'm color commentary of I get to chime in on what's happening. I don't <laughs> feel super pressured to be super prepared with uh, with information on the guest because I know most of the people that we have on and have a few questions in, in my mind and then your conversation that you're having with them usually sparks other things and I go off of that. But uh, getting getting home and getting to bed at a reasonable time, that gets to be pretty difficult for me. Dude, I uh, I
0: I stay here. I end up doing thirty minutes to an hour of post after each show, and a lot of it isn't work. A lot of it is okay. Render this five to ten minutes later. Okay, upload this now. Let it master now. It's just a lot of waiting time, and it's too late for me to go to bed. So I appreciate you guys being here. As far as your what what you said, your hardest part is to me. Interrupt more, speak more, because what's the foundation of this show? An organic conversation. When we're all shooting the shit as friends, how often do we interject? Like, we're actually better than a normal conversation because we usually wait till the end of a sentence before we say something. We don't talk over each other all the time. So um, I'm just aware that there are people listening and that, you know, some, sometimes people will, uh,
1: f- you know, friends especially, will give advice about the show. They'll say, Hey, I listened to the, the show and I noticed this thing. And I was really into this uh, rant that so and so was about to make, and then someone totally interrupted it. And we've all been victim, or victim, not the, the we've all been the, the perpetrator of that act. And I know, so th- there's this weird thing that happens. It's this desire when someone is telling a story about themselves. Let's say that Justin's telling me about his experience at the Astros game. And you tell me about your experience at the Astros game. And my immediate thought is to say, oh, yeah, I went to the Astros game and this happened. Of, it's like you want to relate to this person by telling them your most similar version of, of their story, right? And when I have that feeling, I try and notice it. And, and instead of switching it of like, hey, here's my Astros story, I, I let the, the impulse to ask that question try and be a cue to dig deeper. Instead of, oh, Justin, I know that that story was great, and I could ask you, oh, but what was this part like? Or can you tell me more about that part? Or, and then what happened? and Instead of saying, oh, yeah, dude, I went to the Astros, and it was just like that. It's like, shut the fuck up. Oh, Everyone, cool. Everyone's been to an Astros game. Yeah, there's
2: too many people that like bring something up uh, in the hopes that the other person will finish talking soon enough to where they can elaborate more about... How their sisters, brothers, cousins once did that. Dude, sick tat. You want to see mine? <laughs> uh, you know how many
0: sick tat comments I heard this week?
1: Oh, God, I'm <laughs> so happy that people said them to you and not to me because I haven't heard any. And we actually you know,
2: had a legitimate conversation about tattoos Yeah, it was <laughs> great. I, I
1: didn't mind it. But actually, Brian Menard did mention to me that he heard from someone else that we talked about tattoos and he was happy, he was excited to hear it on the show, which I wasn't bothered by at all. But fuck, I had a really good point before I started making jokes. I have
2: a difficult time, just like what you guys are saying. Like, I'll be over here looking something up, and like, oh, that's really cool, and find something to share or to talk about. And it's already already moved on. It's already moved on, and I don't want to like derail it back and regress. And it's like you're you're already talking about some other cool shit. That's where I struggle with that as well, uh, because normally it takes me a minute to find something or or to see, you know, find that one video that was really cool. Uh, like uh, Constantine's done so much fucking cool shit like I was trying to look up those videos the whole time and by the time I found it you were on the next cool fucking thing uh, to where it was it was a struggle to to bring something up or to share certain things and I know n- not necessarily that the video is directly tied to the podcast so I could just share it on the side but I don't want to just pop it up on the screen without bringing it up and, and saying hey Leo, here's the deal could you talk about like what's going on and that kind of thing
1: I feel like some people watching probably get the sense of oh, if they were if like if people are watching the the Facebook version of this, they probably get the sense if they really are watching it. Because I, I don't I don't watch many podcasts. Even if I do happen to pull up an episode of the Rogan podcast on YouTube and see it, usually I just want to have a better mental image of what the guest looks like, or maybe they referenced a video that I want to see, or maybe maybe something like that. But it, but it's pretty rare. So. Like I love like podcasts when I'm doing the dishes. It's my favorite thing. Totally gets me through doing the dishes. But I might glance over at the screen here or there. But if if let's just say that me and DJ were talking about this this jump or this event or this whatever, and then five minutes later, as you as we're talking about something else, I you know you, that the image comes up on the screen. Then I think most people are aware enough to be like, oh, that's what they were talking about, and to still like the maybe that delay doesn't really affect people's oh, okay. brains or ability to to enjoy it all that much.
2: See, and I'm 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 the uh. Outlier here. I I don't listen to podcasts, so <laughs> I still I've can't, still I can't never really listened to, to, to our podcast. Oh, yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: <laughs> I I think you know I only listen to our podcast in quality control, right? Exactly, hundred percent. So <clears throat> a I didn't realize. So you what you say makes so much more sense to me, Justin, is the fact that you're lagging, I, and you really are lagging because you're too busy working to get engaged in the conversation. And I didn't realize that's why th- sometimes you don't engage because I've actually suggested, hey, feel free to engage. Feel free to get involved more. And I've never under quite understood why you haven't. I just thought you just didn't want to or didn't, but you're too busy sometimes. So, yeah. So in resolution of that. If you want to say something or bring something in, give me a little finger wave. I'm like, hey, Justin, what do you think about this? Hey, Justin, you got something? Like, we can really roll it. Nick and I are really good. I'm sure you watched with handing the mic back and forth. If one of us grabs, I hang and sit on the mic all the time, but I think he can tell when I'm grabbing the mic to speak, and I can tell when he's grabbing it to speak. So if you give us a cue, dude, we can, I'd love to hand the conversation off to you anytime, bro.
2: Yeah, and I think that new, bruh. that new, bruh. <laughs> the, right. the new setup you got there is going to help a lot because I don't have the laptop going on and in my face. Like, I've, I felt so much more open and engaged like right now. it's it, it was weird for me sitting back there not having something in front of me like, who are these people? Where am I? <laughs> in, in, in case you guys can't li- or make sense of this who are listening to this, we
1: don't have many technical conversations about the show when we're not on the show. So uh, all of this conversation about... Uh, how things work and what we do. God, you're so Asian. It's insane. <laughs> Good golly. Oh,
2: wow. What, oh, the, what are you see. doing
1: over oh, there? Oh, man, he's going to break like, it. Are you going to get... Okay, so now DJ's pointing the camera at his own production screen. Are you going to look into the Matrix? Uh,
2: what, the, oh, point, point, that's point a, I was wondering if he, he was going to do it. Point oh, it's not long enough? No. Sounds like an Asian that's problem. That's what she right. said. Oh, title your sex tape. For, sorry, I forgot. We're bringing Thank that you. back. you, title your sex tape. Title your sex tape. What is it? We're bringing back title of your sex tape rather than that's what she said. Do you know what the origin of their that's what she said joke? For me, it's The Office. Okay. Michael Scott.
1: What about
0: you, DJ? known it most of my life, but at this age, I can't remember what I fucking wore (laughs) yesterday.
1: (laughs) Wayne's World was the very first place that I saw that joke made. And I don't know what year that movie was. I'm sure DJ can can tell us. 92,
0: 92, 91, because I was a senior in high school. I was thinking thinking you you might Google
2: it. Oh yeah,
0: she <laughs> yeah, had But the no power for, for real. Ninety one, ninety two because uh, of my high school.
1: So they're on an episode of Wayne's World, which it's kind of funny. We're almost like doing our own more modern version of Wayne's World right like now, like the the SNL 92. version back in the day. You were no, right, Justin. This is the movie. This is the movie, and uh, he's holding up a picture of uh, Claudia Schiffer, I believe.
2: Swing. <laughs> See exactly Strong. right.
1: And he's holding it, and he's talking about her being a babe. And uh, Garth says, "Are you almost through yet? Because I'm getting tired of holding this." And Garth says, "Shut." That's what she said. Oh wow! And it was born. I mean, may- maybe there's another Dana Carvey yeah, came Dana- up with it. Yep. Or no, it was uh, Mike. Mike Myers delivered the line. Oh, okay. but I don't know who actually wrote that part. Wayne. But okay.
0: Yeah, Wayne, Wayne says that's what she said. So I, uh, Ivy actually also watches a, a show called Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's one of the shows that Valerie. Oh, that's so funny. And Allison got me into it. It was on Fox, and I think on ABC. And it's an Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg Andy show. Sandberg, yeah. And instead of saying that's what she said, they say title of your sex tape. Mm. And ultimately, if you start using it, you will find it a more diverse and b it makes me laugh so much more. So it's a little less uh, played out than that's what she it, said for sure, man. Title of your sex tape. Um, it's just it's a lot more fun. The hardest part for me, you actually already said, oh we we yep and we cool. I'm just catching up. Oh, the other thing you said about what? Guys,
2: <laughs> I don't know, it just happened. He got too busy playing with his uh, short cord over there. You
1: know when you're like watching a movie like you're watching Netflix, and you hit the rewind button a couple of Are, times on that, accident. Right? I feel like that's just the real like life version the, of what just happened. You hit the
2: left button too many times. Yeah. So. Oh shit!
1: The cat just ran across the remote control.
2: <laughs> so
0: in my brain, what just happened was we were talking with Justin and you about your problems. Justin, i like he, bad
1: bitches that's my fucking problem just <laughs> part of his issue i like problem
0: i like that you can also enjoy my white guy yeah. hip-hop references sorry no i Betsy, can't i don't remember this shit like all your movie quotes and all your fucking references i'm lost unless it's from like before 1990 i like remember your dad like my nieces this is a few christmases ago got a one direction something and one of the girls immediately yells one direction I have no clue what she has. I have no clue what she's talking about. I looked at her and I said, what's one direction? <laughs> Wait, that just sounded horrible. <laughs> Up. Um, what's one direction? Down. Down is also a single That's direction. That's another one. You yeah. heard what I heard though, Justin. And uh, she looked at me like I was a fucking alien, dude. Oh, yeah. I heard erection now. Okay. One, one direction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so now I, I feel like my dad, because if it's like after 1990, I'm effing lost. But my brain just went to Justin, you stay kind of lagging on conversations. I'm with you, Nick, because for Nick, he produces the L&B videos, the LB, uh, LB Live things, and commonly you're showing video or pictures that have nothing connected to the conversation. Just yeah, the, they're just the person. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard so many rave reviews about the production value of that show, uh, particularly the last one, that I earnestly believe if you're showing something out of context of the conversation, it's not going to matter to the majority of people a guy like you with cdo another story like me i would probably think the same way but i I, i've learned to like not believe in what i think but to like like adam buckner showed me something recently like hey man what do you think of this i'm like it's garbage but it's meant for girls (laughs) so i went to nicole black i went to uh rachel campbell and said what do you ladies think of this i'm like oh my god i want to buy it right now all right, Adam, the girls love it, man. I think it's garbage. but <laughs> Yeah, a- Adam hit me with a line when he
1: was in town. that Man, I'm, I think that I've even mentioned this on the show before, but he said that what you want and what your customer wants are often very different things. And it's like when I think about what my representation of what skydiving is, that might be a really different thing than the 18-year-old girl that wants to go skydiving for the first time, or the 70-year-old grandma, or the the 40-year-old conservative Christian man who... Made a promise to Jesus that he's jumping out of an airplane. I don't know, like some some folks were uh, were praying in the loading area the other day, and if that's their version of it, cool. That should be just as meaningful to them as my version is is to me. But I wouldn't think of that when I'm making something to show skydiving to the world. That's just it just wouldn't come to my brain. Some people really
2: like gender reveals. <laughs> Did you say ginger reveals? <sighs> Check it out, I my pubes are actually red. <laughs> I wasn't ready to, to reveal that. How dare you give me, give me away like that? That's what a
1: Wouldn't that be a ginger
0: reveal? <laughs> hey, I might look blonde, but look at these red pubes. <laughs> the curtains don't match the drapes. <laughs> so you actually uh, hit the nail on the head with the hardest challenge of this show for me. The hardest challenge for this show for me is not the talking part. Believe it or not. I got that figured out. (laughs) Lining. You you know how to talk? You can talk. Right, (laughs) dude. I just can't put the words in the right order sometimes. (laughs) Finding guests, dude, is a major pain in the dick hole. I don't envy you for that. It, it it really is. And, and I mean, we've got that huge budget to fly people out, though, so that's cool. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And I really wish we could get some more sponsors to pay for some more shows because straight up, any sponsor money that we get into this show, my goal is to actually invest into guests.
1: Have I told you how much I love flying my performance designs Valkyrie? Dude, what size Valkyrie do you have? That's a 71. And do you have the hybrid or standard? I have both. Yeah? I can tell you all about both of them. The hybrid's got a lot more rears, that's for sure. Man, it's like a... I uh, may have been out of drug water hanging onto those rears just more, earlier today. More junk
0: in the trunk. A little more junk in the trunk. Dude, I mean, <laughs> they make such diverse canopies. You can even take a Spectre and do blind men with it. I've seen them. I've seen them. i oh, seen, oh, I seen, I seen it. It. Except for the last one was just not even close, man. The last one I threw down was just halfway through. I'm God, like, oh, I was can horrible. I tell you how much I love doing freestyle under my parachute? It's my it's favorite, dude. so <laughs> stupid.
1: i like, hey, let me do something silly and probably fall down. And when I do good, all my friends will clap.
2: I love watching you just randomly drag your dick across the ground. That's, that's one of my favorite moves. And wafos are just like, oh. Have you seen it
0: end in push-ups?
2: Yeah. I've been working
0: on that shit. <laughs> that was the first time I saw you do that, man. I actually videoed it the first time I saw oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to get over there and just suck your dick, dude. I was like, cool. that is so awesome. I need to get more girls to watch that trick. <laughs> I love you, Debbie. Ignore what I say. I will not teach this to your daughter. Um, speak, speaking of this being the hardest job, and that's acquiring guests, tonight's hundred thousand episode we have promised everybody that we're working on a big guest and I'll tell you right now a lot of respect to that guest and one day we will do our best to get him on but we're not going to ever force anybody to be on the show and that guest was just not ready and a it's not fair to force them and b it's going to be a shitty conversation i can think of a couple guests that i don't in the end i don't think us nor the guest wanted to do it because there were a couple that we committed to and after the fact was like don't know if that was the best show. Don't know if that was the best showing. So yeah,
1: I mean that that happens a lot. I mean that's that's pretty much the exception, though, right? Oh, for, for, for sure. The, for the most part, people are nervous. They come in here, and we sit down, and we start talking into microphones, and then we break through the nerves pretty quick. And then the Talk show's about, about to start,
2: and nerves dicks and whatnot. N- yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then the show's about to start, nerves set in again, and then five minutes later, everything's normal. We're just having a conversation, just like we're doing right now. But. Uh, I think if you're listening to the show, if you're a fan of the show, if there's someone that you want to see on the show and you haven't seen that happen, tell one of us, post it in the comments, send us a Facebook message. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us, let us know. If you uh, have someone that you never want to see on the show again, I'll kick DJ out tomorrow. I will come to this (laughs) house and do the podcast by
0: myself. I've actually thought about... The times I go on vacation, giving you the keys to the house and saying, hey, go fucking run the show without me. Because honestly, back to that facilitator, that accommodator, the rating center, I'm no longer running all the courses. As a matter of fact, it's getting to where more and more people are running them than me. I think now maybe 50-50, 50% 50 me, 50% the rest of the people, and I'm trying to cut down to a quarter me. And I would never be adverse to this show going on without me. The, the show is not about me. It's about the fans. It's about the guests. It's about uh, the, the people. And back to this being the hardest part of getting guests, sorry we didn't get that 100th guest that we wanted. Um, in replace, we are going to do the boy show. So tonight, we are going to welcome Ben Nelson. Oh, Ben's not here. Oh, there was a positive surprise after all. We didn't want to be here anyway. Fuck you, Ben Nelson ben nelson was actually supposed to be here um i call ben and justin our lab rats ben is busy planning a super large boogie he really meant to be here uh, got very overwhelmed uh, uh, working on this boogie so sorry that ben can't be here so we will just talk shit about him in his absence oh by the way nick are you going to the fourth of july boogie the revolution i boogie? think i'm
2: only going to be there on saturday justin uh, are you going to be there I am yeah I'm driving up tomorrow. I'm going to be there till Sunday. If you guys are like Ben or like Nick
0: and like Justin, make sure when you see Ben you give him a giant hug for the 4th of July. There's I heard nothing he's more. Super into giant kisses on hug. the
1: cheeks now, too. Oh
0: yeah. He likes kisses on the but cheeks. I
1: think only from guys, which is different than what I would expect him to say, but he swore by it. <laughs> <laughs> Big hug, real squeeze, little peck on the cheek. That's that's Ben Nelson's jam. I don't know what DJ is running so frantically in that closet for but it would be something good. So, Speaking uh, w-
2: of Ben, that hole in the back of the pillow is... Uh...
1: Oh, the boner pillow. <laughs> yeah, a little pinhole, I saw that thing.
2: Yeah, the little tiny guy.
1: But, uh, <laughs> so, w- are you just going a fun job? Or are you organizing? What are you doing there?
2: I'm going to go just to have fun. Yeah, ha- Having a party? If they need help to uh, do mentoring or something else, I'll do it, but... Where do you stay when you go up there? I had my tent. Um, oh hell yeah! But I also uh, I asked to see if they had a bunk available. I just made up my mind, like literally this morning, through the fucking tent in the jeep, and said, "Fuck it, I'm taking tomorrow off." Have you stayed in the like the VIP bunk house, the private bunk rooms? No, I've seen it though, dude. They're fucking. Pimp. i seen it. <laughs> they're super highly. nice. I, when I was there, um, the first time I went there, was the first time or the second, I can't remember. They had just built them. Uh, and the restrooms and all that—that uh, that was super nice. That's the only thing that I'm like really
1: legitimately jealous of of Dallas. As, yeah, uh, their runways real nice, and I mean their facilities as as a whole are real nice. Their bathrooms, mm-hmm. their showers, the new bunk houses,
0: all that stuff is really nice. The giant packing area that's air conditioned, dude. Their oh, yeah. packing
1: area is so clean all the time.
0: A, they vacuum every day. The Packers there vacuum every single day. Uh, B, have you, man, it, the, that padding is so effing thick under their carpet.
2: Yeah, that's nice.
0: Of all the spacelands, by far, Dallas has the best facilities overall. I've actually – I was there through the construction or parts of the construction. I'm, I do part of the transition for Spaceland, and I've still yet to see those bunk rooms. Um, I sleep with Ben Nelson, not at his apartment, with him in his bed when nice. I'm there. Who's the big spoon? Who's the little spoon? Um, we aren't really spoons. We're more like numbers. Oh. I thought you were going to say we're more like forks. We're all up in each oh. other. No, numbers. Think about that.
1: Oh, you're 69.
0: Ah, you got it. Would man. you say
1: that you're going to wine him, dine him
0: and 69 mm. him? No, no, I'm not cheap. The I, IPAs then. <laughs> IPAs. Absolutely, <laughs> man. So sorry, Ben can't be here. Um, I wish he was here. Uh, by the way, Justin, before I forget, take these stickers with you. If you're Alrighty. at the Revolution Boogie this weekend, Justin has a large stack of Grab Lab Radio stickers. He is going to be there. Feel free to ask him for some. He will share them with you. He will hand them out to you. He might come back with some of these for me. He might not. And uh, if you give them all out, thank you for giving them all out, brother. Um, 100 episodes, man. It's been a while. I'm going to tag some shit. Hey, dude, <laughs> speaking of which, you jumped this weekend.
2: I did, yeah. Last
0: How's uh you? You jump with your
2: knee brace on? <clears throat> uh, I I actually didn't. So you jump with it on once? I did jump. I jumped with it on Friday, and the landings were so fast. I can't run with the fucking thing because it's massive. It goes all the way up to like my hip, yeah, and down to the middle of my calf. And anytime I got close to having to run it out, I just default went to slide because I can't move my leg that fast with that fucking thing on there. Um. So then I was like, screw it. Um, Saturday I did a, a student jump and luckily it was, it was a, a seven and eight. And since it was that, that way I didn't really have to worry about twerking my knee on exit because I don't have to hold on to him. Twerking, just, twerking, twerk twerk, uh, twerk, 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 Since it was a solo, uh, a solo exit on his side, I didn't really have to worry about that. That's the only thing maybe where I might worry about twisting it is on exit having to launch with a student. Um, so I didn't wear it, and I was tired of fucking sliding. <laughs> and it didn't uh, – it felt fine, like, the the whole time. Landing, you know, I ran it out a couple steps. Felt good. Um, the only time my knee started hurting was actually uh, yesterday at work because I was fucking <clears throat> sitting down on my ass all day. But all weekend it felt great because I was just moving around. Um, I think I made, like, seven or eight jumps, um, most of which were, were STP jumps. And didn't have any issues without having the brace on. I thought for sure, like after doing a landing where I had to run one out, that it would start hurting. Um, no issues at all. I just that, you know, that freaking CBD uh, cream and mm-hmm. shit has worked wonders. I don't have to take anti-inflammatories anymore. It's amazing. Like I, it, it works better than the fucking prescription painkillers and shit I was getting after my surgery. It, it really has. What helped brand a have lot. you been using? Um, I tried out so the first I had been doing just the tincture tincture uh-huh. um and I bought some of the cream and it was uh that guy john 's uh c b d he yeah. had some cream that he he was making that was all lab tested and everything nice and checked it out and it was real similar to the uh, select uh-huh. uh, stuff as far as the the lab results go yeah. um, and it it 's basically it 's almost like uh I relate it to like the tiger bomb mm-hmm. stuff but it has c b d in it so you get like the icy hot tiger balm relaxation side of it, and then the it works so much better than just using like icy hot that kind of stuff because I've used that stuff and it's it's not very long lasting. It's like immediate relief, but I could put this on in the morning and all day it feels great.
1: All right, so are you you're doing an oral tincture and then doing the the topical?
2: I do the cream just when I need it, um, like. You know, after making a few jumps in the day, the next morning, I might need it just to help me get out of bed, kind of thing, because it, it's real stiff. Is it? Is your knee at a point where it feels better after you've been active on it? Yes, 100%. Like activities loosening things up and making it feel. The, the past two days sitting in the office have been miserable. Like, I go to stand up, and I feel like a fucking old man, like I'm about to fall over. It hurts so bad, um, which is probably a bad sign. Like, my cartilage is pretty fucked, but the ACL is nice and tight. Uh, I think Ooh, like a tiger. the cartilage has gotten really bad at this point. I'm a little worried about it. Are you still taking CBD? Daily, man. I
0: So I use a tincture every night. I use rub regularly, and then I carry a vape pen for uh, just immediate relief. Relief. Uh was really relief, Uh relief. Release. Uh, <laughs> so, like, if you're stressing me out during the middle of a work day, I might go take a tug or two on the CBD pen just to uh, bring anxiety down. Or days where my back or neck are bothering me really bad uh like I don't know if you realize the last few days I've been walking around like Frankenstein with my neck um I had that pen and stretching and everything else, but c b d is a huge help, so I'm still completely sold on it. It's been a huge help. I don't know, maybe I just need to
1: try another company's c b d the company I tried I don't want a bad name any any I mean maybe you tried the I, name I gave you right? no, oh, okay. This was, uh, a res- I-, I saw someone gloating about it on Facebook, someone whose opinion
2: I uh, regarded highly. Yeah. but uh, I think the first brand I tried wasn't as good as this one that I'm using now.
1: And, I mean, I'm a huge skeptic about most things. So, like, this is how I made the comparison. Like, the coffee that I have in the morning, like, you couldn't sneak that coffee to me and have me not notice it. Like, especially before I had built up a tolerance to it, like before I was used to it. If you would have given me that drink, I would have been like, holy shit, something's different. And I want the CBD, I mean, maybe I'm being unrealistic, but I want to have a reaction that's just undeniable of like, oh, I, I tried this stuff and I felt so much different that I can't chalk it up to anything other than this. And when I don't have it in me, I notice. Because when I don't have my coffee in me, I notice. And I'm sure the rest of the world does. But uh, See,
2: I have to take a lot more than DJ, for example, because I was yeah, when I first Tried it. I think it was when uh, Ben Armaduros was on the show. I heard y'all raving about it, and you had talked about it before, but I'd never thought about it uh, in regards to like PTing my knee uh, as it being a good thing. <clears throat> That's when I first decided to try it, and I asked, you know, DJ, what, what, you know, what kind do you get? What strength? How much do you take? I I take probably uh, four times as much as as DJ does uh, to get the effect out of it, and I have to take it regularly.
0: What a uh, milligram dosage? So.
2: The one I have now is 1,500.
0: And how much of a dropper will you use uh, in uh, a day?
2: A whole one. Oh, okay. Half, so you're, half of the morning,
0: half going to bed. So you're really using uh, just barely any more than I do, said and oh, done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's super close. Because uh, <laughs> I thought you told me use like a few drops. A thousand milligrams a day is what I'm actually using, okay. said and done. So, um, uh nick i would really recommend trying different brands trying different types justin for the
2: switch really flipped with me was that cream i I was like holy shit this it for me it felt like this is that miracle thing that i needed to to help when i'm like super stiff to get over it (laughs) (laughs) that cream i
1: also find myself reaching for some cream when i'm very (laughs) stiff helps
2: me relieve that stiffness
1: Oh, oh wow. Man, the, the world feels right again. Oh, I that. like it over
0: here in this seat. Man, it's What's so... up, musical chairs? How we doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hey. p-
0: put on my glasses. We should right have all rotated. I should have gone Man, over there or something. I need to replace that pot filter is what I just learned because <laughs> I hold this one to my mouth and it's nice and tight in the film. <laughs> that like a That twaker? thing is all, feel how fuzzy that thing yeah, is. Yeah, it feels
1: squishy. It's soft.
0: Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> change these out regularly. That one is pretty much always you. So I don't change it out as much because you <laughs> notice a difference. It's it's yours. It's yeah. It's the one you use all the time. You're not sick regularly, so I'm not worried about you getting you sick. These, anytime I'm sick or I have a problem, I change mine out. If I've heard Nick or so I guess, I change these out all the time. So uh dude it's weird switching from one place to the other.
2: <laughs> uh so you've been running uh at all lately? I I I still can't really run like for an extended amount. It's just the landing. Yeah. What about walking? Walking's fine. I can I can walk all, I mean, pretty much all day. Like when I go to Formula One, I went um, in November, uh, and in three days I walked 20-something miles. So walking a mile a day would be no issue no for me. No problem, you. yeah. Nick, what about you? A mile a day? Stairs are a different story.
1: ran 1.2 miles this morning because some asshole
0: friend of mine put the idea in my head. Yeah, man. Um, So for me, I've been running a little bit lately, and Nick knows this, and I don't know if I can run a mile every day because uh, the second time I did that, my knee was really swollen the next day. But what I do know is I can at least walk a mile every day with a goal to run and get my knee back in shape. I've torn meniscus. You'll find a lot of
1: uh, advice online for people who actually know about running, Mm -hmm. and I'm not one of those people, but good structured workouts of like, hey, if you just go (laughs) – I hated listening to – Oh, what's his fucking name? He was on Rogan. He's the transgendered in, er, uh, English fella. Hotep Jesus. No, he's... I just wanted
0: to say his name. He's
1: a, <laughs> he's an actor. It, uh, Eddie Izzard. Ho- yes. Hotep. He, he talked about how he just started doing marathons, and that he ran a marathon a day for a month straight or yeah, some crazy yeah. shit. I, I don't know Fuck. what sort of background like he has in... Like, i have a pretty decent athletic background but most of my athletics are very different than running and my body fucking hates running i just can't I, i'm not the sort of person to quit a thing because it's just because it's hard you know like oh this is difficult i don't want to do this which that starts at about 20 seconds in when i start running <laughs> but when i get uh you know when i get it's probably just just beyond the half mile mark I start getting what I've only heard it described as shin splints. I don't know what shin splints medically actually are, but the, the this muscle in the front of my shin, just to the outside of my shin, gets so tight that my feet, I can no longer like point my toes or flex my Ooh. foot. And it gets really really uncomfortable, and if I stop running for 2 or 3 minutes, that muscle will calm down and then I I can start going again. But but after after like this this 5 or 6 minute mark, I just have to push through that thing and I know I'm just going to Limp around when I'm done running. I so, used to run five miles a day in college, and I was like that too. Yeah, and so some people are just built to run, though. Like there are people who th- their body just does it or whatever they've done in the past for exercise, it tra- it translates really well to hey I'm going to start running and your body might not have a problem with it. But I don't think everyone's body is that way because I could beat most people in most you know athletic endeavors and running is just just not one of them. And so, but if if you if you find you can find programs online of like hey if your plan is to run. This far, let's say you want to do a 5K in six weeks from now, this is what you're going to do. You're going to start out by running for this long and then you're going to walk for this long and then you're going to run for a little bit longer and then you're going to walk for a little bit longer. It's not the point to just go out and grind your dick in the dirt and run until your legs fall off because (laughs) your body's only ever going to recover. You know, If you do more damage to your body in any Mm -hmm. way than it can really recover from before the next day, now you're going to have to take a day off or longer than a day off before you can put in more exercise. So I don't think that... uh, your knee being sore, I think it's a good sign that uh, you might just need to take it a little easier as you, as you get into it, but I don't think that that means it's impossible.
0: No, I, I definitely don't think it's impossible. Uh, when I had my shoulder surgery, I had my knees also looked at, and they are certain through imaging that one of my knees has a torn meniscus in the middle, and the other one, they couldn't get a definitive, a definitive image without going to an MRI, and I told my doctor, I'm like, well, can I get one of my knees done while I have the shoulder surgery? DJ, you're about to be on crutches. If you get your knee surgery with a shoulder surgery, I want you to think about your question. He said it very like respectfully. Hey, dummy, think this <laughs> yeah. out. And I'm like, "Yo, doc, you know, so uh, maybe I'll hit you back up." He's like, "Yeah, just wait till next winter, because you know, you work, you won't take time a lot of time off for uh, meniscus resurgery for recovery. Yet you just need this done at some point." And uh, I'm I I'm, I've been toying with the ideas, you know, of running a little bit more, and I've, I've started running a little bit. So I know one thing I can commit to. I know I can commit to making a mile a day minimum with a goal of it being a majority of running, but accepting when I need to walk, if my knees are having issues. And that's the only thing. If my knees are starting to show swelling, if my knees are starting to show actual problems, not they hurt me, not like, oh, I can't breathe because I'm running because I, I can deal with that shit. But it's, uh, w- when I went through my shoulder surgery, I did a lot of, uh, I-, I started on the treadmill some, but I started doing a lot of, uh, what's that thing called? Elliptical. Elliptical. Yeah, uh, that and bikes, and that, that completely saved my knee. Mm-hmm. I can deal with the rest of the torture. The-, the
2: torture, I don't mind. Almost all my knee rehab was on a bike. Yeah. Would you, if we started going a mile a day, would you go a mile a day with us? If I can do it on the elliptical, I have one in my
0: house. What do you think? I think that's allowable. Okay.
1: I mean, how, how long does it take you to make your way through a mile?
0: <sighs> the shortest time I got was seven minutes. When During my shoulder surgery uh, rehab, I got the seven-minute mile. Um, I probably am at a 10-minute mile right now because I have to really slow down my pace quite a bit. The, the biggest the same
2: shape. problem I'd have with it is, like, working 12 hours, I usually come home, <clears> eat, <throat> sleep. Yeah, That's it.
0: But, you know, a 10-minute, a, a one-mile walk is 15 minutes. I forget how long it really is. I, Val and I regularly walk our dogs a half mile to a mile. Um, more Val than me. She ends up doing a lot of the walking because I come home late sometimes. I'm at the drop zone later than she gets home. But uh, you know, ten to ten to fifteen, ten to twenty minutes max. Right? That's what we're looking at. Yeah. You in?
1: I'm. I'm totally. I I, I try and get an hour of exercise at, in the in the beginning part of, of almost every day. Yeah. So to think about, you know. If if I'm running a mo- I, today, my mile took me seven minutes and forty one seconds.
0: You just looked it up.
1: Yeah, I have a an app that's a run tracker app, uh-huh. which is really fun. I, I can't say that I I can't take credit for this idea, but when I r- have the times that I run around the neighborhood, it tracks the route that
0: you go, mm-hmm. and you can try and draw dicks in the direction that you run. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot of fun so i need the name of that app because i do want to start using that because uh you want to draw decks yeah well i'm a stat chaser man (laughs) one of the things about being a gamer is i love collecting stats one of the things i'm doing in gaming is accomplishments and to me does your watch do it yeah my watch does but i if i could tie it to a specific app, where just specifically for running where i'm not looking at
2: everything else i'm looking at um i would like that um so i've walked 1.03 miles today does yeah. that count? <laughs> so, so a, not just. You're saying dedicated. You're saying dedicated time. Oh, nice. <laughs> there's there's a head
0: and everything. Dude, uh, who was that yours? Yeah, this was uh, last week. Because that looks very similar to another friend's uh, job recently. Another friend posted the picture of their job.
1: Yeah, that was in my neighborhood. But this is this app's just called Run Tracker.
0: Run Tracker. Okay. Um. So for a lot of people, they hear us talking about running or walking a mile, they think it's ridiculous. But a how much I hate running. Um, how much I don't like running. I've never been a fan of running.
1: If anyone wants to talk shit on us running, bring your rig to the drop zone and we'll have a, a pull-up contest wearing rigs and we'll see <laughs> who's
0: a pussy. I'm also going to lose that contest <laughs> myself. Um, I would also wonder, would you be willing to give up caffeine while you did this jogging and running?
2: Oh, fuck. Uh,
0: wow, man. How So many people have that that response. Dude, that's a hard one. It, Dude, it is. That's giving just, up that
2: uh, Title your sex tape. I almost said that. That's what
0: she said.
1: <laughs> It's a rock hard one. That's a rock hard problem. I've
2: I've done it before in the past, and right now I'm up to like super high levels of caffeine to where I probably could stand to do it.
0: Okay, so we got time. I've actually been tapering off. I I have reusable K-cups that you fill in your own. Mm -hmm. Is that for your period? It's for my period, yes. (laughs) I I don't know what a K-cup is. I'm uh, sorry. The Keurig coffee machine. Oh, okay. Those are called K-cups. Summer's Eve. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I've been putting like three-fourths of the normal coffee grinds in recently just to taper down my caffeine a little bit. So, Justin, what you don't know is what Nick and I already do know is where I'm going with this is Sacrifice September is what we've called it. Nick wants to rename it, possibly. I haven't thought of anything better
1: yet. But So if you can think of a of a jazzy-sounding name for September, I, I think it's modeled a little bit after Sober October. 100%. But for you and I, I don't think being sober is all that much of a challenge. So uh, I like the idea of an exercise challenge, which running, I fucking hate it. I've, I've done it the last few weeks, mostly out of spite, mostly out of, yeah, it feels good to do something I hate just because it's like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, I don't know, I can't think of an appropriate way to say I'm hate fucking running, <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but that's what's
1: going on. Fuck the pain away. Yeah, just, I hate it so much that I'm going to do it just because just that's how much fuck running. In spite of it. And uh, I really need to start lifting again. That would be the biggest thing for me.
0: Rifting. Rifting? Rifting.
1: But doing something difficult and giving up things that f- would be hard to part with, which I, caffeine for me, coffee is absolutely on that list.
0: Um, when, I feel like that would be number one for me. I'd rather be sober. <laughs> so it did start off sober October. With, uh, one thing that really drives me nuts is Nick and I started talking about this, and I suggested running, as one of the tasks, one of the things for Sacrifice September, and then listen to Rogan's setup to his Sober October, and they're doing a running challenge. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I still don't think that they've actually settled on the running I don't, challenge. I don't think they have either, but still, if they did, they copied us. We had the conversation I, off the air first. I
1: really was hoping that they would do the, the B-Boy dance challenge. I Dude, that, that would have be been awesome.
0: Dope. So Sober October, sep- Sober September last year, Nick and I both agreed that was a joke. Him and I being sober is just, it, it's, it's not a hard challenge for either one of us. Uh, So we ended up adding other ideas into it. I did full keto. uh, I did keto, uh, intermittent fasting the entire month except for one day a week. I did a 24-hour fast, um, and that was a sacrifice. So this year, I'm actually committing to the same thing, sobriety for the month. I was full keto for three months just recently. Keto for that month, intermittent fasting every day, one day of a 24-hour fast every week, that's just my part. And for everybody else, I would love for all of us to, to do the sober part, the caffeine part, and the run part. And you don't have to commit or the mile. We'll not call the run the mile. Um, but who's in? Sober, caffeine, mile. I'm going to get drunk. Get drunk, get drunk in that <laughs> trunk. You in? Yeah, I'll do that. You in? September's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah, dude. I have vacation in October, and number one, I want to look shredded on that beach, so I'm going to look good <laughs> doing. It. Number two, I'm going to eat like a pig on vacation and drink like a clown, so I'll be happy. So, what else are you gonna? What else are you going to do? I, I, so swimming has been
1: this thing that I have never conquered. Well, you're a shrimp. D- do you know? <laughs> fuck you. Do you do you know what? Uh, <laughs> this might get playfully racist, but do you know what negative buoyancy is? Have you heard of this?
0: Yeah, people who yeah. sink like a, a brick. Yeah, people who have a low
1: body fat, low body fat percentage, and and high density of muscle, which is a lot of black folks. Yeah, yeah, not not intentionally not, well, being racist, but this is people. this is the thing that I, dude, I sink i sink i don't understand how people float my body does not do that when i was young i had really bad ear infections in my ears i was told not to put my head under the water that was really bad for me so don't do that one i didn't i didn't <laughs> learn to swim when i was little i got older i've never been comfortable in, in the pool and i've been talking about uh there was a youtube channel that, that stephen boyd actually introduced me to called learn quick did i show you this guy his, his name's mike boyd he's a scottish guy and he learns different skills. Like you, there you can find – he's got a, a YouTube channel that shows all this stuff. I'll, I'll share it when I'm, when I'm done uh, chatting here. But he learned how to juggle, and he timed it. So he said, I'm going to learn how to juggle for 30 continuous seconds. And he starts out, off all of his videos with, this is day one, hour zero. And he starts a timer, and he, learned, he He tells you how much time he put in learning the skill. He sets a very clear and concise goal. So he doesn't – like if he says, I just want to learn how to juggle – he says exactly what that's going to look like. So the continuous juggling for thirty seconds. He learned how to shatter a, a wine glass with the sound of his voice. I don't know if you've seen people oh, do that's that. Cool. He learned how to do a hockey stop on ice skates. He never knew how to do, knew how to skate at all. He learned how to do five. You know what muscle ups are? It's like a pull up, but you pull all the way up to a dip at the at the top. Yeah. So he, he learned how to do muscle ups. He's learned how to do a bunch of shit. And watching this guy's channel, I I actually even started the intro. To the, to the I'm going to learn how to swim video, like I filmed myself talking to my camera, you know how comfortable I am doing that, <laughs> and just never got to actually learning how to swim. So I think that I should probably couple that in with uh, September. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, a gentleman named uh, Aramis who got his A license with us a few years ago. No. He's, a, he's an army guy.
0: Sounds like a cologne. A, a what?
2: It's a cologne. Cologne? A cologne. I thought you said Cologne. Now, Cologne, I'm pretty sure Aramis <laughs> is the name of a Cologne. It might
1: be, but he's a really nice dude. Um, <laughs> I just think of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Artemis. But we, we went out for coffee, this is a few months back, and he, he told me that he'd always wanted to, to get into woodworking. And I was like, dude, well, you should just go to a fucking woodworking class. And he like, well, I just can't really find like the time or reason. And I was like, dude, if, I'm going to tell you about some shit. So I told him about me and swimming. I was like, if you go to a woodworking class, then I'll, I'll do a swim lesson and he's like okay cool let's do it and then he sent, this is a, a month month and a half ago he sent me a picture of him yes. at the woodworking class having finished this this i think it was a cutting board that he made so it's like fully balls in my court but it's just been i just haven't made the time to do it i could try and say oh, i've been too busy but there's always fucking time if you make time for a thing yeah so i think i'm gonna try and uh th- so in, in this when i wrote this video idea i, I looked up what an Average, uh, I think it's a hundred meter swim time. Maybe it's two hundred meters. I don't know. Fifty meters. I think it's fifty meters. But it's two minutes for for a fifty meter swim. And so that's that's going to be my goal. I'm going to get through that in September.
0: How far of a swim did you say? Fifty meters. It's
1: it's, it's down and back in an Olympic sized pool. I think it's fifty okay. meters.
0: Yeah, for me, sacrifice September is the most fitting name because you've got to make time for it. You've got to make it work. For example, I know I'm going to have to wake up 20 minutes earlier every day or go to bed 20 minutes later every day. I'll, I'll pick and choose because I'll either run first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Man, yeah, do it on the, do it in the morning. That's my goal. It's so
1: easy to keep pushing it off at night and pushing it off at night. Oh, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, and then I'm going to sleep on the couch yeah. and forget.
0: So that's my goal partially for that, but the bigger part is when I did work out for my shoulder rehab, I did a lot of my workouts in the morning, and God damn, it's a good start to your day, man. That, like, I feel like I'm going to wear myself out. I'm waking up too early. I'm going to be worn out is just crap, man. Like, you know, there's mornings that are that way, but I feel so much better in the morning when I worked out in the morning. So sacrifice September. I have to wake up earlier. I have to do that part and really you just shove that in my face and and i'm gonna go with that i have to wake up earlier it's not go to bed later it's not fit it in it's it's make it happen first thing so you're in for the first three things sober caffeine and mile yeah i I had to question the caffeine because that's the one you looked at me like you're gonna kill me yes it'll be tough yeah think think about it man i I would encourage you to find something else now this i think would be your first sacrifice with us
2: uh yes. I well, what I want to do is get back into lifting, but I want to do it before then, so. Yeah, I mean that's uh, why I've started running now is because I know
1: it's going to be easier if yeah. I get a head start on running to to commit to this every day
0: thing. So I want to throw another challenge down because Nick and I spoke about this and I don't want to I want to throw the challenge of reapproaching the conversation mid-September. Reapproaching the conversation mid September. By the time we get mid September, how easy will a mile be for all of us for whatever we're doing? So, mid September, let's see where we're at, particularly Justin and I with different body issues, uh, where we're at, and maybe consider upping the ante a little bit or keeping it where it's at. We'll just reapproach that mile mid September. Yeah, sure. So, Nick, what are you making noises over there for? Well, someone didn't meet the fucking audio. Um, he <laughs> also did. I'm trying not, to show you guys it's not this plugged in. No, this, it's not plugged in or turned up. Or this,
1: this guy from uh, from Learn Quick. God, and now I've got a goddamn YouTube ad going that I'm showing the world. <laughs> Let me skip this ad, and that would to, get his banned from
0: YouTube. So
1: again, this is this is Learn Quick. This is the the Scottish guy that I talked to you about about who can rake the. So this is him. He learned how to rip an apple in half with his bare hands. And he learned how to do muscle-ups and how to spin a basketball on his finger and how to juggle. So this is uh, this is Homeboy showing, this is like three years into his channel, he's saying, can I still do this stuff? But th- this is the guy who, who's inspired me to, to make a video about my, uh, my learning to swim challenge.
0: Oh, and you guys are playing musical chairs again. Man, I just got up to, to fix a couple of little audio gigs over there, and as I went to sit back down, Justin's pointing me the direction like a traffic cop. I'm like, oh, I'm moving now, which, oh, good job. Good job. Justin I've never didn't sat want to not move. over here. You have not. Oh, That's actually, uh, of all This is that,
2: super comfy. I like this.
0: That is my favorite spot. Actually, that has been my favorite spot in the house. When uh, Nick produces, I commonly sit there. Um, I'll, I've started sitting there more because it makes a triangle more complete. But when I sat there today in your chair and got to recline and kick back, yeah, I mean dude, it is a cozy place to be. I like that. So if you're a fan of the show, some of you have already spoke with some of you already talked about this with. Uh, Katie Van Lowe is very interested, but she is one of the ones who heard caffeine and was about to punch me in the nose. Uh, man, I would say, see but that's like I think that's a really good cue that you should
1: do it. Probably like if there's a thing that's like, man, I don't know if I can do that. Like I don't know if I can go through with
2: that. I Recently think, man, I've been drinking like way too many energy drinks. I need to cut it back to like I'll wean myself off the energy drinks, go down to coffee and then wait and see what happens. Yes, the, the point of it is that it's supposed to be difficult, right? Yeah. yeah. The the challenge is what
1: makes it worth it. The the hey, this I mean it's just like what you tell someone who's nervous about their first skydive of like, hey, it's gonna be you know, it might be challenging, but after you've done it, you're gonna see what we're talking about. And I, for me, like, I feel like that's the same thing with exercise in general. It's like, man, I don't, like there are plenty of days where I wake up to my alarm on time and it's like, fuck, I do not want to do this today. I don't want to go, I don't want to, hey, where's that volume coming from, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but afterwards, after you do it, especially when you're in an exercise routine long enough to start seeing progress or you, that you even start feeling progress, you feel yourself getting stronger, man, it's fucking worth it. Even though it doesn't feel good to start, it feels good to finish. I was wondering Ooh. if
2: you'd uh, uh. notice that you have both of the same camera on and you weren't, uh, you didn't have yourself hey. on at all. <laughs> hey, me. What's up? <laughs> Dude, Lazies. looking in this monitor hey, over here, in. you have some
0: gorgeous fucking eyes, bro. Thank you. You know, <laughs> look at me for a second. I like them here, but I think the monitor lights up the colors a little bit bluer. So uh, here they're pretty. <laughs> there, the blue in them, I just want to swim in your eyeballs, homie. I just want to take a dip in your face. <laughs> sorry, I'm getting real sexual over here. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you, I, I, I love, this is an audio podcast. Uh, dude, we are actually averaging 405 downloads an episode right now. Um, how many of these people are actually listening Until to other conversations? <laughs> but quite a few people watch, and sometimes I feel bad for those people, although it's an audio podcast, who don't get to enjoy some of the Nick posing on camera moments.
1: I will, I actually was thinking about taking my shirt off back here, but now I've just spoiled that surprise, so that's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: Um, somebody asked a little bit ago by the way uh, if the computer audio was a little bit off or odd and Justin I told you last week I knew how to fix the computer audio Uh, the Facebook audio so yeah we started with the audio super jacked up at the beginning of this episode Scotty I think Polk was your last name thanks for the shout out because you helped me fix the final level on that so your Facebook audios should be coming through clear should be coming in through uh, great people are saying yes we should be in our underwear people are saying yes to pie and yes to beer (laughs) so all of you guys can buy pie can buy beer and can dance in your underwear in front of us we're okay with all of that so um sacrifice september find your passion man find find what it is i'd encourage anybody any of our friends to go ahead and do the sobriety caffeine in a mile in your way it's a bike it's an elliptical machine it's a run it's a swim i man if it's a swim you're a man um do whatever it is to, to take your part of the challenge and if you've got a better name than sacrifice september let us know Sobriety, caffeine, mild—that's what it is. And the thing that was cool, Nick, is how did you hear how many of our friends approached us last year at the end of the September? Said I ended up joining you guys sometime. During yeah,
1: the month? It, I thought that was cool that, that it led to you know some people starting fitness routines or some people changing their diet. Yeah, that's super
0: awesome. Yeah, you know it's a uh, Joel Brooks who's a fan of the show. A got healthier just by listening to the show and some of the things we talked about with Jeremy Foster and you. Um, but also through Sober September Sacrifice September, it's, it's cool to see our friends push themselves further and become better versions of them. And for me, it, that's what it's about. It's more discipline. It's more doing things that I don't want and can't stand doing. So the things that I don't mind doing, I will do. They're, they're so much easier. I don't want to do this. But I don't hate it. Well, I just did a month of hating stuff, and I could do that. Mm. So really, for me, it's a discipline thing. It, it, it's, it's a betterment thing.
1: I, I'm on thesaurus.com right now just trying to find other other words. Uh, I, I, I looked up sacrifice, which didn't bring up too much. I looked up difficult, and there are a couple words. Severe September, I don't think that has a good <laughs> Strenuous September, also not good. Tr- I think... Troublesome September. There's not a lot of S words that I'm finding here.
0: So what is what is it for you? What's the month about for you?
1: Oh, it's just setting a goal. I mean, there's it's it's pretty uncommon that like I don't have something going on diet-wise or exercise-wise, that it's like, oh, I'm going to give up this for this much time, or I'm, my diet's going to look like this, or it's going to be this many days before I do a cheat day, or I'm going to weigh this many pounds, or I'm going to, you know, what, whatever it is. Whatever it is, I'm usually on a diet that looks pretty different from how most people live, so that's... Like that's why I'm not super inspired to do a big diet thing. I don't. Drink, I'm I'm sober normally, so that's also not a challenge. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, I think that it's really easy to get bored in life if you don't have something that you're actively focusing on. If you don't have a goal, so I think it's just a good time of year and a good. I think I think you probably originally asked me to do the the sober challenge, mm-hmm. or maybe we were just both listening to the Rogan podcast and it came up in conversation. We just agreed to to, to do it. But um, yeah, but it's just it's just fun to set goals, and it's a good reason to set goals. And it's uh, it seems to me that if we're if we're able to inspire other people to do better, then you know maybe we're almost obligated to. So if if us doing it helps other people to do better, then fuck it, it's
0: worth it. I love it, man. You know, we said earlier this show for me is about other people. It really is about sharing sharing ideas, sharing people, sharing sharing lives. And, and that really, what you said, if it helps others, it really is a fun thing to do. Um, I Really, we were just over halfway through the show. I really kind of want to take the last half of the show. And we, we've done a lot of reminiscing in the past about the show, but it always seems like we reminisce about different things every time. And so, Nick, you'll see on the audio computer, I have the, all the folders listed of all the guests. I did notice that. What's the name highlighted right now? I just have no clue what it is.
1: Matthew Peterson, episode Matthew 13. Peterson,
0: man. So hmm. I, I want to just talk about some of our favorite shows. And, and really, I randomly left it on something. Matthew is one of my favorite people because if you know Matthew and, and you listen to his show, he talked about Malfunction Matt. And one of my goals with this show was to share the betterment of the human experience It's one of the things I like about Rogan a lot is it helps me become more self-aware. It helps me think more about how I behave, how I act, and how I think. I'm not great at following through with it. Um, But Matthew was that show where we really didn't talk tons about skydiving. We talked tons about Matthew's journey through being less of malfunction, Matt, the angry, uh, super judgmental, super critical guy, to becoming super patient, super... A uh, respected, super wise appearing Matt and I say wise appearing. He is he is wise. So Matt was definitely you weren't around for that show, were you?
2: No, I wasn't. Yeah, he, I had him for like uh, six or seven of my student jumps though.
0: Would you have known? Did you have any clue that he was the super angry, super douchey Packer guy at some point? I
2: saw like little flashes of it, but he had it well under control. Yeah, and now do you see it much at Not all? Not at all. No, even like just from when. I had him as an instructor to now, like it's, it's hugely different.
0: What episode was that, Mr. P? That was episode 13. God dang, dude. It seems some of those numbers I looked at a little bit ago seems so more, such more, so more, more recent, God, English, Uh, so much more recent. And to hear 13, that was so long ago. And uh, Matthew still has his problems. As a matter of fact, just this weekend, he he uh, owns the fact that he lost it a little bit, and he is more frustrated with that than what frustrated him. Um, but man, I, I really enjoyed that conversation with Matt. Who has been your favorite guest, Mr. G? <laughs> I
2: had to think of letters. Um, I have to say... That first one I was in here with Tex. Oh, that, that ranks as <laughs> the top of all time for <laughs> I sure. I could not stop laughing. Man, I liked last week's a lot too. Rabbit? And it, it might have been because uh, a, a lot of it had to do with just the shit that's been going on in my life and work and how stressful it's been and how uh, I haven't been here in a while. And then also having like a real cool dude in here where we just shot the shit, and, like, I really fucking needed that. It, it was nice. Uh, but by far, like, for entertainment value, I would say that, uh, me sitting in there, like, delirious from the AFFI course uh, with text telling stories about taking a shit and the fucking <sighs> Do Not Flush. No, <laughs> <Bell>. We got <laughs> Man. Oh my God! So you've been super
0: busy at work, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, can you share much of what's going on, not in detail, but why we haven't seen you much lately, or is that still kind of?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as long as I don't talk about the types of projects and who they're with, yeah. But um, you're
0: gro- a lot of growth at work is what it is. Yeah,
2: basically, um, I flew out of town uh, a few weeks ago, um, and uh, luckily turned it into uh, a trip. To uh go see Allison, which was nice. His girlfriend. Um it's kind of funny, Nick, you were talking about being naturally uh naturally sinking. We were hanging out in the pool and her boobs just keep her afloat. She's just <laughs> oh, like, all God. I have to do is lean backwards and that's there's there's my solution. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I need tits. You just need giant tits. <laughs> Fuck, yes. <laughs> Put it on the list. No wonder Hank can swim. But yeah, I flew <laughs> Sil- Silicone
1: September. That's what it's gonna be for yeah, me. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> transition September <laughs> uh, or So anyway February. I, I flew out of town and it's just been it's a record first quarter for a company um, we're on target to more than uh, overshoot our uh, goal of uh, roughly 30 percent growth from last year um, which is pretty good in the industry we're in and the the, the way, industry, the way really. things they are going we've been growing steadily between 25 and 30 percent each year Uh, when other other companies have been closing offices down uh, because of the oil downturn and whatnot Um, but anyway flew uh, flew out of state uh, for only the second time ever uh, with my current company I used to travel a lot more with my last one uh, to to bid on a job that we think roughly is going to equal last year's revenue and spread out over a couple years um, just in one job so it's I've been spending a lot of time, and we've been investing a lot of time in uh, putting together a really good proposal and working really hard on it. Um, and my entire department also has all um, a lot of them have been working overtime um, to to catch up on all the backlog we ha- we've been having. And mm-hmm. I've been interviewing for months now, trying to trying to get some people in. And uh, it's just it's been nuts. Uh, we're juggling. Uh, 15 active projects right now, uh, with, uh, a good size pre- uh, backlog. And I have 10 people in my department, including me, only two senior designers. So, uh, trying to balance 15 projects with two people basically, uh, has just been <laughs> insanely Crazy. stressful. This is probably the most stressed out I've, I've been, uh, in, in an extremely long time, probably since college.
0: Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> have
2: actually asked about you. We mentioned last week, Debbie, but there's
0: been quite a few people who've asked because you haven't been around much lately. So guys and gals, by all means, Justin ain't going nowhere. If he tried to quit the show, I'd punch him in the junk and make <laughs> him stay. I don't know if that would make you stay or not. Uh, it's just been absolutely a work sacrifice. And so much so that I think you've actually contacted me within an hour of the show going, sorry, bro, I can't make it. That that only happened once. And and for uh, for sure, understand that you've got to have a life, a job, it's your career, I um, mean you have so much invested in that company that I i yeah. never bothered or upset that you can't make it. I am I'm, I'm bummed 'cause I like having you here. So am I. <laughs> but that that is all, you know, no the, the rest of it. Any of you guys asking where Mr. G has been, he is always with us, uh just not always here.
2: So <laughs> it's
1: not like you're about to talk about him like he was dead. He's always with us He's in always our hearts. With us. Yeah.
2: So uh Mr Let, P. and last week it yeah. was really nice uh spending uh a few nights in the trailer and being at the drop zone full time and I still had to do fucking estimates on Friday in the fishbowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like uh Justin you have a student it was like I just got to finish these two estimates real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where he but, had to work.
2: But it was it was nice to like do some do some uh STP jumps and uh you know, it see some people like get it for the first time, you know, people doing flips for the first time. I had a guy that was uh, uncurrent for a student just over thirty days. He was on his dive flow for uh fourteen uh repeat, so I had him just try an A less I A license checkout dive. He fucking nailed it. It's like fuck yeah dude, you you got this. Like if him. I if-, if I hadn't a guest, I would say you did a jump like earlier today and-, and did this. Um so it was really cool to like be you know be back into it, you know what I mean? After yeah, yeah. having that time off. Yeah, I-, I wanted to ask more about some guests, but you
0: bring up a topic that I, I love and to me it's a great one in indiana we skydive for eight eight months we were off for four months and that first jump back every off season some of us had the best jumps ever and even in the aff course we in your aff course i would tell you at the end of the day like yeah you're not making the goals and strides you want you're making the ones i want you to make though we'll see what happens tomorrow morning and how often did tomorrow morning it increase the way you wanted it to
2: Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: And almost every AF, of course, Tasha and Jeff Freeman were working together on some jumps, and and all of a sudden they upped the ante quite a bit just by uh, their practice the next day. If you're a skydiver, if you're learning, know that you're not always going to accomplish what you want. It takes digesting. The meal tastes good and you enjoy it, but overnight you digest it. Overnight you absorb the nutrients of that meal. And tomorrow morning, now your body can use that. Now your body can process it. And for me, it's commonly the truth with any skill set I'm working on that it's the next day. It's the thing I don't do well is fun jump, and then when I do fun jump, I don't do it day after day, but I find when I do two days in a row, that's when I get things to stick in or sink in or week after week because I know a lot of you can only do weekends. But, Mr. P, you've got that list of guests over there. I want you to pick a random one over there, what you want to uh, kind of reminisce on. You, Gosh,
1: you, do you want me to, to pick someone or go totally random?
0: Do whatever you want, man. Pick someone random, whatever you okay. see, whatever random you random
1: like. scroll ended on uh, Nick Reyes.
0: Oh, my God, that's <laughs> uh,
1: that And that was his second appearance because he was one of our early guests. He was episode 19 as well. And then he went and traveled the world and came back on episode 89.
0: nine. Eighty Man, that kid has been absolutely amazing, man. What was your favorite part of his visit?
1: Man, he's uh, he's really grown a lot. Yeah. And uh, someone who, when he started skydiving, was kind of like, is this person going to be able to do this safely? Mm-hmm. Just because of his, his approach, he's just got a really strong belief in himself. And he doesn't have a huge love for authority. So sometimes it's, you know, he might be someone who's difficult to st- to criticize, he might be someone that has a hard time hearing hearing direct criticism. But, man, he's done uh, really well in the sport. He's done really cool things. He's become a really good flyer, a super good canopy pilot, and uh, it's taken him all over the world. So it's
2: very admirable.
0: You were here for his second visit, not his first visit. Correct. What did you enjoy about it with him?
2: I think, actually, on his first visit, we met up at the speakeasy. and Anyway. Um, did we meet him at the
0: speakeasy for a
2: visit? Oh, no, that was Rabbit. Sorry. Um, that was way back. Uh, that was actually no. That was when you talked to me about doing the mentor, lead mentor thing. That's yeah. What that we was. did the
0: speakeasy was over at mentor dinner. Yeah. that makes more sense. Okay. I'm, I'm driving. Never with that. mind.
2: Uh, anyway, I wasn't here for the first one, but yeah, the the second one was super cool because I I had um uh, you know limited um interactions with him when he was still here um before he left to go to um. Uh, i'm drawing a blank right now. moab um and you know i knew he was a super cool guy and uh an extremely talented canopy pilot and have seen like the shit that he's done on on facebook and all that and uh you know have him in here and talking him talking to him about the the cool shit he was doing and um uh, you know him swooping under the bridge and all the stuff that I saw online, and him him talking about those experiences. That's that's super cool, and he's super humble. Um, you know, just about being uh, that talented of a canopy pilot. Uh, you know, watching the shit that he does, or seeing seeing some of that stuff is like, man, this guy is serious. He definitely he's
0: getting at it, man. He live live life to its fullest is something that Nick Reyes understands. One of the guests that most of you won't know, and, and there's a little bit of a uh, hidden gem to this show that very few people have actually uh, pointed out or noticed. To uh, noticed tonight, technically, is the hundredth episode, but if you go back in the system, you'll only find ninety nine episodes in the system. And I think all three of us were here for that missing episode. Do you? Are were you, were yeah. You here? yeah. So Nick, we're here, you know Comcast where I'm at. took a shit. No, no,
1: no. Uh, we pulled. Uh, we ended up pulling an episode down. Yeah. John Walker, part two.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah? John Walker just asked us for personal reasons to pull his visit down. He really wanted to leave it up. He just had some personal and business reasons why he thought it was smarter for us to pull it down. He really doesn't like the fact that he did. He wishes that he didn't have to. Um, But if you ever go back in the archives, you start looking, you're going to see, and I don't remember what number it was. I'm going to make up numbers now. 67, 68, 69, 70, 72. It, It skips a number somewhere. And I think there's probably 100 people out there who've downloaded it. I actually have somewhere in the archives of the podcast server how many downloads there really were of it. And I still have the full audio. And one day, we really want to relaunch or republish that, that episode. But, man, all respect. If you're ever a guest on the show and we get done and you say uh, – I, I can't have that out there, or or I, I'll edit it. A good example is Steve Boyd Senior. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. Steve Boyd Senior has actually discussed being on the show with us, and his okay. he, he's
1: got some really good stories. Oh, dude, he's
0: he would be so much fun. His caveat was simple: you can't air it live. So at the end, we can choose to edit out things I don't want be want to be out there. I said, Steve, deal. Except for we publish it or we don't. If you don't like something you said, we just won't publish it. We won't edit it. And that's true of any guest. If, if we have put the show out there and we do record them all live, if it does make a difference that we record it and post-publish the video, because we do still want to share the video, um, we will record with guests. We don't prefer to not air it live, but we will record with guests, and we will not publish it. So uh, if you've ever been a guest or ever or want to be a guest and know that, that you're worried about it. Man, we, we do respect your privacy. We do respect your wishes. And I didn't
2: realize you pulled down uh, John Walker. Yeah,
0: man. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you a little story. So
1: you know that I do some uh, some video work for iFly. Yeah. So, um,
2: the and first I can I can think of potentially why because I remember some of the things that were said. But.
1: I'll, I'll, I just want to give you an idea of of uh, iFly's legal team. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I was doing uh, video projects for them and. The first few that I did, it was pretty much like, okay, hey, I did this work. This is what we've arranged in trade, yada, yada, yada. And they say, okay, cool, we're going to update your your flight time sheet at the tunnel. Cool. Super informal, no big deal. And then they started asking me to invoice them. And I said, okay, that's fine. That's a totally reasonable and professional thing to do. So as a joke, I took the iFly logo and where their little head on their flying guy is, I put a big camera lens so it made it look like it's their iFly logo with a, with a camera which it's just a joke. I'm just making fun of them for making me do invoices. And it says I film instead of iFly, right? <laughs> it's just a joke. I only send these invoices to them. It's not like I'm operating a business with this name, right? This is my joke of, hey, you guys asked me for an invoice. Let me poke some fun and send you an invoice. So this continues for, God, th- th- well, I started doing projects for them in 2014. So I probably started using this logo in 2015, and this continued till last year. When I got an email from someone in their legal team saying, hey, yada, yada, your use of our uh, logo is a copyright infringement, and we need you to stop using it. And it's like, (laughs) hey, you know, this is only a joke between me and the person who sees it. These are the only people in the world that see it. I'm not using this for my – like." It's just a joke because I like iFly. I still have friends that work at iFly on the corporate level and as instructors. I, I like iFly. But it's like, man, that's really – that's what the legal team needs to be doing right now. Maybe you guys need to be busy with some other stuff. Anyway, uh, John talked about some stuff on the episode that someone at iFly didn't like him talking about. And he thought instead of uh, having to fight you know, anything that was – or you know anything that he had said about iFly – On the episode, he just wanted
2: it down, and we were happy to do that.
0: And really, there was nothing he said that crossed any lines. It was just them reaching for straws, grasping for straws. Yeah,
2: he was just speaking facts. I feel like a lot of it was enlightening. Uh, yeah,
0: he didn't share any public. He didn't share any private scenes. information. He didn't share any proprietary stuff. But John Walker is actually wanting to be back on the show at some point. We hope to have him back. But right now, his schedule super crazy, super busy. Dad noises. Da- mm. and Ugh. skydiving now, Ugh. dude. Ugh. So we did his I- recurrency jump recently. And uh, when we were going through Malfunction Junction, I would point out a picture of something to do. And when he did it, if he did it wrong, I would – like sometimes if I'm good enough friends with you and you do something wrong, I'm like, hey, John, what would you do with this? And he'd, do, he'd react. I'm like, oh, man, now I have to go to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'll respond in fun yeah. ways with friends. And he goes, "Uh." Okay, now we have dad noises. And he just started laughing. He made dad noise after dad noise in Malfunction Junction. So um, that was fun because I actually got to do the uh, recurrency jump on Nick. I walked, it did not, the plan did not work out well at all for me. I was going to walk into Nick, into the video room and say, Hey, Nick, can you video a recurrency jump today? Would you like to uh, video a recurrency jump? What would his answer be? Fuck you, (laughs) I think would have been the exact words. Um, And then I would say, Well, but it's John Walker. But before I did that, I had approached Steven about doing John's recurrency jump, um, not charging him full rate through Spaceland, saying, Hey, I'd like to do this with my friend as a favor. I'd like to just pay for our slots and not charge him any of the instructor fees because I'll I'll eat the cost. And Steven was very gracious to allow me to do that. But then Nick already knew who it was right away. And he left his
2: visor open so he could feel the real wind. Yeah, he left his his visor open
1: on purpose. Yeah. I remember everyone I've seen watch this video, like, his visor's open. His visor's open. It's like, dude. He left that visor. Do you know how how much time this guy has wearing a cookie G <laughs> three right. helmet with the visor open or closed? Yeah,
0: it was funny because he. I think he told you the same thing right before we left the plane. He told Nick. Yeah, he
1: said, "Hey, don't close my visor."
0: And he said the same. And I didn't.
1: Th- I didn't ask why. Yeah. Fine. you want to be your visor open? I'll take it. I'll take that thing off for you.
0: I don't give a shit. Yeah. He told me the <laughs> same thing, but he actually said, "When we step in the door, don't close my, my visor. I need to feel the wind." And I'm. I, you didn't have to tell me why and i'm glad he did though because as soon as we sit up in the door what's my first immediate want yeah my instinct was to shut his visor but absolutely no nick i think you're showing his uh second jump yeah
1: this is this is our little
2: two-way that we that we ripped the other day
0: man it's so good to see him it's pretty good for a guy that
2: just got current
0: right (laughs) it's so good to see man there's actually been arguments over whether people uh can do a recurrency jump on their head have you heard that argument at all
1: yeah, but I've also read the rules that uh, don't
2: describe an orientation. They yeah, don't. It's just off-axis stuff, right? They don't. They, they cover back to.
0: They just tell us what series of maneuvers to do. Yeah. They don't say if it's belly, you back, do it any head orientation. Down. Quite frankly, I'm more impressed you can do it on your head than you can Fuck do it on yeah. your belly. I That's mean, impressive. Fucking pretty badass. I almost, almost told John, uh, the Diflo is going to be doing all of the movement, all the maneuvers on all three: belly, <laughs> sit, and head. I almost went there. Um Spaceland has a, be re, be cool. a recurrency sheet, and the recurrency sheet gives a die flow, and it's a given die flow. And I told him, cool, the die is written here for you already. He's like, yep, that's our die flow. I said, cool, now put slash, and he wrote a slash down. I said, write shred. And that's that, the <laughs> die flow sheet says slash shred. And he flew with me for a little bit, then he went over and flew with Nick for a little bit, we all broke off and had a really, really fun jump. And then he landed in the D-license area. And uh, as we walked back in, he goes, I'm pretty sure you're the only one who knows I don't have a D license, so I feel pretty safe. I'm like, nope, I already told people on you. I already told on you to people. Just, he's a buddy. I wanted to poke at him a little bit. So How many jumps does he have? Um, Gosh, I have no memory. Oh, okay. No memory at all. What so, license does he have? see Charlie. So he's got a bunch of jumps, though.
1: Nick, who- I, I didn't catch the number either. Yeah. Question. Who else you got on that list?
0: I saw a few All right, there. right.
1: Let's uh let's go with. Let me go in the middle here. Braden
0: Smith for sure is a good time. Big Smitty.
1: Yeah. Let me see if I can. I find missed that
0: one. Those are early on. Back to back visits almost. It was Braden, JP, Braden, and Braden was a surprise visit. It really. I, I made too big of a deal yes, about he it. He
1: was on sixteen and eighteen.
0: I made too big of a deal about it being a surprise. So by the time Nick we got there. Nick had figured it out, but it was that guest that we started the show. And then the guest walked in to surprise Nick. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Who else you got over there, Mr. P? Oh,
1: Tom Noonan. We talked about, uh, oh AJ, Why wouldn't you? AJ, AJ, who I want to say, AJ Aguirre, AJ Aguirre. Yep. My, uh, good friend with the red camera who I was actually just chatting with him today.
0: How's they, he doing?
1: He seems like he's doing pretty good. They, uh, are trying to venture out of the world of corporate real estate video and more into the world of uh, making music videos so they're doing some MySpace. some some fun yeah That's exactly right <laughs> no it's funny to think about these like good little white kids from baylor university hanging out with these super thugged out black folks making hip-hop music but yes. sh- i'm super into it oh man. but uh yeah i was ha- i had him take a look at uh a real estate video that i recently filmed and and uh, edited just to get some feedback but uh it seems like he's doing pretty good. He was uh i think he was one of our like hey let's bring a new jumper on the show mm-hmm. sort of, and and see what sort of ideas he brings up in conversation. And uh, he's got a lot of experience with cameras and video editing so me and him drive pretty well.
0: We uh we actually haven't done a new jumper in a while have we? We talked about it. And I thought that we
1: even had someone in mind to be that new jumper. But I don't remember. Look
0: at the last 10, 12, 15 episodes. Tell me like, if you see anybody new in that last 15 episodes.
1: Oh, Jeff Freeman. Jeff Freeman. I mean, he's kind of new. Yeah. He's the jump package guy.
0: Yeah. I'm looking for somebody um, with that really low jump number. We need to bring somebody back with that. I, I would. I really want to bring oh, in. Oh, here it is. Jeffro. Jeffro Provenzano? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was to, a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I really want to do right now is I want to find somebody mid-STP, mid-student program, and I want to bring them in. That's one I'm super curious about. That, I think that would be an interesting conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good, a good one. And even uh, a girl, if we wanted to to have a, an even more unique perspective in a male dominated
0: sport. Yeah, I always feel- yeah. I always feel creepy about bringing a little cute girl into this room. I mean, we
1: can find an ugly one, I bet. We just won't let her listen to the show first, because now she knows.
2: <laughs> oh, they asked me to be on the show. They think Oh, I'm yeah, ugly. they made a joke about finding
1: an ugly girl. You're the one, princess. No, it could can, it can, it can be anybody. Just usually a sausage party in here. I'm just trying to switch things up.
0: Oh, man. Speaking of sausage party, I can't wait to have Tex back on. He is, on, he is in queue. He just isn't on a number yet. Yeah, he was on a six-week, pretty epic uh, European adventure. And we actually had a date set to bring him back on the show. And then he had an offer and an opportunity that he couldn't turn down for coaching. And I do not blame him one bit. We were actually going to have Luis Pernetto followed by Tex. That was going to be back-to-back episodes. That would have just been, I think, too much for our brains to fucking handle in the first place. So, uh, text will be coming back sometime soon. We're going to get some new jumpers. If you do, and Nick mentioned it, if you know somebody who wants to be on the show, mentioning it to us is going to be great. Sending an email to Monty at Gravity Lab Radio or our Facebook page, but talk to that guest and let that guest know that you would love to hear from him because honestly, The hardest part is convincing the guests that people want to hear from them. Why do people want to hear from me? Why do people want to hear what I have to say? Why do people want to know about me? You'd be amazed how much people want to know about you as a guest. So definitely give uh, give those people a holler. Give them a shout and, and encourage them to be on the show. Man, we're really pushing towards the last little bit. As we do, there's one last conversation I want to have. And, I will not marry you. Uh, <laughs> it's time to start hyping. Marriage is between a man and a woman. If it was meant to be, it would be Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Right? Um, I always hated that joke, but it's still funny. Uh, the film festival. It's time to start pushing it. It's time to start putting it together. I already have L&B on the line for an Ares 2 and a Pro 2 as part of the prize. I'll be speaking with Spaceland about possibly jumps. We had a free jumpsuit from it- it- Wee last season or last year. Uh, GoPro for the first two years that surprised, surprised us, supplied us with a free GoPro as part of the prize. So we're working. We don't have the prize packages put together, but my gosh, have you heard from some of your friends? And the videos we're trying to put together.
1: I've heard a lot of people talking about pretty unique ideas, more than ideas that involve more than just dragging a song on a timeline and filling it with footage. So that's
0: cool. Now, a drag a song, put a song on a timeline, drag on some footage. And you'll do I mean, a dope the, job.
1: You you got to start somewhere. I mean, Straight to up. to you know, I have taken a long time to develop a skill set as a video editor. And my, my first bunch of videos was so I found a song that I liked, I found all the least shitty skydiving footage I had, which was a lot of exits and openings and landings all put together because I sucked in free fall. So there wasn't a whole lot of that. And uh, yeah, I, I tried to, to make the uh, use the energy of the music is, is mostly what I did to, to make a uh, edit watchable so start start somewhere and even if your your video doesn't win this year it's going to give you some experience in editing and it's going to make you have an easier time showing your cool skydives to your friends when you have stuff that's uh, more worth looking at and it's going to put you ahead in uh, next year's
0: film festival which I'm sure we will have Glenn Downing, the first year, put together a decent video. I actually really enjoyed a video. It wasn't decent. It was good. But it did not even come close to competing with the top few. didn't even come close. Last year, he barely came in second. He was so close to taking first. I say barely. Him and Jimmy Wynn smoked third place. So that's an example of how much you can learn in the reactions and listening to what people are watching. Jimmy Wynn, I think, i got to give him mad credit because, A, Jimmy Wynn – Do you know the story? I think it was one month before, maybe two months before the film festival, lost all his footage. Yep, I remember hearing that. And then he had to like impromptu put another video together. And because he had to impromptu put a video together, he put together a little bit of a story and absolutely crushed it. And A, props to Jimmy for like sticking with it and saying, fuck it, I'm going to do it. But B, I think he's part of the catalyst of people going like, I'm going to tell a story now. I'm going to put together a show. I'm going to have fun with it. Um, Jackson Brockwell uh, is talking about making a video and he's scared to. He's like, oh, I don't know if I want to. uh, I don't know. And I sat down. the fuck up. I sat down and showed him, uh, (laughs) hey, we're going to go find some Sheilas and do what? Shag some fucking Sheilas. Go down the local, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Jackson was really nervous about the idea and I showed him a bunch of videos over the last two years. A, I showed him the absolute worst ones Um, and then I showed him your better ones, not the best ones. I said, these are some of your better ones. And he's like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And it's not that uh, the better ones aren't bad. They're really, really good. But Jackson really got to realize, like, man, I just throw some music down and drag some skydives over, and eventually you can learn to tell a story through it. So guys and gals, man, it's straight up our excuse to party. It's our excuse to have a good time. It's our excuse to hang out with you guys, to let you show off your badass editing skills, your badass skydives. Who won the first
2: year? Do you guys remember? Uh, Daniela. Do you know why she won? What, why would you? Because we worked? all related to it. We were all like, uh, we were all those learning belly flyers that uh, struggled, funneled exits, uh, were all over the place, and, and learning. Uh, and everybody laughed at every scene that was in the video because it's like, oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah, that that should happen before. Uh, it, you don't have to have the ninja footage. Uh, you just have to be, uh, you know, talented enough to put something together.
1: But uh, another point to bring up is that she had zero jumps with a camera. She didn't have enough jumps. Yeah, to, she didn't have a camera. So yeah. she had footage donated from all her friends.
2: Most that, of that was actually at the Revolution Buggy. I was there for those jumps. I was on uh, quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So,
1: if you have friends who are dumb enough to not make their own edit, you ask them for their footage, <laughs> and then you use their footage and win with their uh, with their
2: skydiving videos. And I wondered what she was doing sitting in the team room on her laptop. No, I know.
1: <laughs>
0: That's
2: what it was.
1: But, I mean, what what did she win? She won a, a GoPro 6. She was, like, one of the first people to have a GoPro 6.
0: GoPro 6, 6 jumps from Skydive Spaceland, 30% off a cookie helmet, a free uh, free custom wind blade from Option Studios. Uh, an Aries two, a Pro Track two, uh, and I forget the rest of it. Said and done, the the grand prize is twenty three hundred dollars worth of prize. I mean, that's a huge, huge effing deal, man. A, a certificate off of an Infinity rig, and it's uh, not just a certificate off the rig. Most certificates are off the base price, not the options. It was off the entire thing. So she got a huge, huge prize package, and I think we're gonna have a bit very similar if not the same kind of price package this year big old package just big like o- you guys big big old Aww. package. long <laughs> dick and i'm hoping to <laughs> up the ante just a little bit with some of our other sponsors so to, to to pick up just a little bit more so we'll see what happens we'll see what's going on man uh the end of this show is plain and simply going to be extremely uh loving nick you uh, and i have been good friends uh-oh Justin, we've been friends, and I've really enjoyed our friendship, but straight up 100%, this show has changed the level of friendship we have. Of everything this show has done for me, I, I, I lied earlier. What this show has taught me and what this show has given me is two of my closest and two of my best friends. So the time I've spent with both of you guys over the last two years, year and a half, thank you so much for coming to my house every fucking week and putting up with my bullshit all the time. So thank you guys for being a huge part of my life. That's what this means to me.
1: It really has been a pleasure yeah. for for me. I can't speak for Justin.
2: Yeah, it's it. It means a lot. Like to, it's basically like you know sharing sharing your life with somebody else. Almost like sharing yeah. these experiences and learning and and growing and um, you know, I I I thoroughly enjoy it and feel the same way. Like, uh, made some really good friends out of this for sure.
0: Before we cry play that funky white boy music oh shit i got this
2: music all queued up <laughs> you hang
1: on. Hold, on hold on i was so close we're, we're going with it i was so close and, 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 uh, don't stop talking uh, i'm but, so uh, close I, and, and so <laughs> i love you justin
0: justin bro 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 when i look into <laughs> your eyes
1: it's <laughs> supposed to be playing the computer's <laughs> not you doing its job walk by. it says it's
0: playing look away it's not playing baby, there we go. No. Look away. <laughs> what song was that I, forget. I have no clue that's from high school my age guys and gals Brad Lab Radio we are out of here next week episode 101 would blind Barry rollin till then <laughs>
1: blind Barry <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're out bitches
1: If you're still listening, I killed the music on accident, so uh, you get to hear a little nugget of gold here at the end that usually doesn't happen, but uh, you know, when the show's over, I just start closing windows on the computer and iTunes was one of them, so if you're still listening to this, uh, you're special, Nick, put your pants it, on. sorry, all right, okay, you guys have a good night,